0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Afternoon tune. I'm your host, Josh, and with me are my two co-hosts, Wacko and Yakko. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: and today we got a good show. we uh, going to be discussing Animaniacs. we uh, going to be discussing The Mandalorian, newest episode, The Siege. we uh, going to be discussing that Fresh Prince reunion special that came on um, a couple days ago. Uh, we're also going to be discussing the Video Game Awards. They just announced the nominations. Um, and we're also going to be discussing Wonder Woman, uh, finally made a decision on that, Warner Brothers, they finally decided what to do with it, uh, going to be releasing on HBO Max, um, and in theaters simultaneously, so they finally made a decision on what they're going to, uh, do with that property, and we're going to talk about the implications of that, and other big blockbuster movies, um, and whether other studios are going to follow suit um so yeah nice good show uh oh also we're going to discuss uh marvel spider-man miles morales uh me and nick both played that um he played it on ps4 i played it on ps5 uh because i'm better than nick um you're so, just
1: gonna take that nick
0: you know uh play on that nice crisp ps5s you know beautiful graphics looking good new controller new system everything
1: you're just gonna um, let him nick call you, him you a broke me. boy
0: <laughs> you know I
2: mean I already know I'm a broke boy so oh <laughs> yeah, wow well Jeez, Just, wow Just well I'm cool. going skiing for the holidays so that makes up for it true skiing
0: yeah okay. he said have fun breaking your breaking your ankles <laughs> while I sit at home enjoying my nice Christmas PlayStation <laughs> PlayStation no it's the, actually yes. a
2: funny story my sister broke uh, her wrist like the first time she went out snowboarding but she doesn't drink milk so no calcium <laughs> Got strong bones, <laughs> motherfucker.
1: He said, I chuck a gallon
2: every day. Yeah, I do it like a water. Yeah, gallon coffee, gallon milk, gallon water.
0: <laughs> so, we're going to be discussing that, and, uh, and we both beat the game as well. Um, so, we're going to be discussing that and uh, how we mm-hmm. liked it. Um, so, how's everybody doing?
1: doing well man you know, i just binge watched a whole lot of adamaniacs so my brain is like kind of fried right now uh how about you yeah. nick
2: Would you say it's zany to the max zany
1: to the motherfucking max for a fact <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm doing i'm doing great man it's another uh, beautiful morning here in japan got my uh, coffee with me uh, brain's also a little fried from uh, binge-watching some Animaniacs last night. Now how
1: about you, Josh?
0: Um, doing good. Uh, You know, not much has really been happening all that much. You know, just trying to watch all this content. Um, You know, had to get a new TV for my PlayStation 5, because I was like, well, old TV's not going to cut it for it. So I had to upgrade. <laughs> um then i had to also get like a new stand for my tv so i had to upgrade that you know because it was too big so i could get that um so i had to do a lot of kind of upgrading you know as well with, with, with getting it um but i hear they're, they're gonna uh resell some more walmart this thursday um i think hmm. i think i read that they, they were gonna do it this thursday hmm. um this past thursday they're gonna sell some more uh, PlayStation 5s, uh, Series Xs, Series S, uh, they're going to do a lot more of that. So hopefully people get some for the holidays, um, you know, for people, you know, for their families, all that things, stuff like that if they can. Uh, you know, because, I mean, you never know, the world might end tomorrow, mm. so you never know. You know, <laughs> I mean, fuck it, you might as well just get a PS5. <laughs> you know, you just, you never know. Yeah. So might as well have some fun and, and enjoy yourself, you know, splurge a little mm. bit. And they're doing some great deals on some TVs, like Walmart. They're doing some really great Black Friday deals on some TVs
1: mm.
0: that are really, really good. Uh, Fifty, fifty-something inch for uh, like two hundred something dollars. You know, so they're doing some good deals. I wonder
2: how that's going to go this true. year. True, true, but it's also Black Friday in America, so you might get shanked over a TV
0: <laughs> and get corona. Yeah, <laughs> yeah
2: that's true. Get um, trampled with corona. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Things where I am, uh, lockdown, um, you know, has has started up again because cases have been spiking a lot. So, you know, indoor dining stuff that's shut back down. They're doing a lot of that. God
2: damn it, people. Is it really so hard to wash your goddamn hands and wear a mask? Yes.
1: (laughs) You are trampling on my civil liberties, my friend.
2: You know what, Chase? Just for that comment, I'm flying back to America. (laughs) Sitting in quarantine for two weeks just so I can slap you.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> the mask uh, do
1: work. Yeah. The mask kill more than the corona is what they would say <laughs> in America. <laughs> Man, but uh, so.
3: Well, you know
1: what? You can't fix. Stupid. Yeah, you really can't.
3: Yeah,
0: that's true.
1: It's uh, like it's like it's like Darwinism at its finest, unfortunately. But you know. Stay safe y'all If you're well, hearing either. this
2: yeah. Wear a mask Stay fucking safe Yeah Yep Stay safe Wash your hands Social distance And wear
0: a fucking yeah. mask Yeah
1: And honestly Don't go outside Unless you need to
0: <laughs> Well I'm I, I mean I'm Uh, I'm going outside Cause um, I'm trying to find Some outdoor Dining places Cause I got mm. like a, a date coming up So I gotta like I gotta find these Outdoor oh. Dining p- places And stuff like that So Oh Uh yeah so, Yeah. so i gotta yeah i gotta do stuff like that you know, but it's nice though i mean you know like i looked at a lot of the places a lot of places still doing you know the outdoor dining thing and everything and they have like these like igloo type things where you can sit like in an igloo mm. um with, with candles and stuff like that so that looks pretty dope mm. um so you know gotta get creative i guess yeah and try to figure out how to do something
1: yeah how's how's um, dating during a pandemic what's that like
0: um, you know, I mean, it's 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 tough to find places to go and and to search. You know, gotta search all these places. Are they doing dining? Are they doing outdoor or the, some of the best outdoor places? Um, you know, uh, limited seating, all that type of stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, you know, you don't really see a, you know the bottom half of a person's face you know, because they're wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. Uh, but mm-hmm. you know, luckily they put pictures up. You know on their profile, so at least got that, you know, uh, <laughs> the way. yeah, so, but, you know, you just gotta get creative and stuff you can do, um, I offered to do, one person, I, I did offer to do, like, a Zoom date, like, with, like, okay, do you want it to, like, Zoom dated, she said, oh, no, that's kind of fucking corny, <laughs> I don't want to do that, and I, <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, uh, fine, you know, so,
1: hey.
0: but, yeah, you just gotta tr- try to figure out some things to do, you know,
1: I did an Among Us date once. And I heard the chick's voice, and I was just like, nah, that ain't it. <laughs> and then I just deleted the app. <laughs>
0: we, got, we got to hop on Among Us sometime. I, I still haven't played it. I still haven't played it.
1: We do. We do. Okay. One of these days.
0: Um, Alright, so, uh, coming into our first uh, topic for the day, the Mandalorian. <laughs> Uh, this is episode four, um, The Siege, uh, directed by Carl Weathers. It's written by John Favreau. Um, in this episode, um, you have the Mandalorian who is returning um, to an old planet uh, and visiting uh, Cara Dune and uh, Greef uh who are played by Carl Weathers and Gina Carano. Um, the people, you know, really good characters from the first season. So I know we talked about last week, I think I mentioned before, of, uh, how I, you know, kind of wanted to see them back again, and, and I thought they were pretty good characters, and, you know, I think they had good chemistry together, so they're back again in this episode, uh, he's coming to the planet to give repairs on his ship, and then while he's there, they said that they need his help destroying a imp, uh, Imperial base, um, and you have some, you know, opening of the episode, you have some good moments between Mando and the kid, um you know reminiscent you know very much of a father-son you know son type relationship you know the father trying to direct the son to try to fix something and the son doesn't know what the hell he's doing you know what I mean just looking like trying <laughs> to like your dad trying to tell you how to you know to help him fix a car he's just like I have n- what the hell are you talking about I have no idea what any of this is you're telling me things I have no idea and I thought that was a nice little sequence first of all I don't know why he even thought that he would be able to even understand yeah. him, or what he was able to do. I mean, I
2: mean, uh, it kind of reminded me of like the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. too. Like when they were setting up the bomb and they were like giving directions to Baby Groot. <laughs> okay, uh, all right. So this button that detonates sets the timer. This button kills everyone. Which button <laughs> do we press? <laughs> I am Groot.
0: No! Damn it! <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, that is a good comparison. Yeah, I mean, that that's a really spot on comparison because yeah, it was. I don't know why he thought that was a good idea. <laughs> they just sent him. Well, out. it was I a
2: tiny, t- it was a tiny space, and the child could. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess. <get, laughs> that's why. Yeah, I
1: guess Mando was just like, I don't feel like trying to even attempt to squeeze myself in there. So.
2: Also, to potentially get in there, he'd have to take off all his yeah. armor, including his helmet, yeah. and and can't because this is the yeah. way
1: and taking off the helmet he can it off
2: when he's by himself
1: that's not the way though that's not the way (laughs) shoving the kid into an electrical
3: uh,
1: (laughs) wired uh, situation is the way
2: yeah apparently (laughs) child (laughs) endangerment. also we've kind of like realized that Mando is not a good father (laughs) figure so child endangerment is the way yeah
1: always always the way that's that's how that's how they learn, through experience. <laughs>
0: uh, I guess he won't. I guess he'll learn next time not to where to put the right, right wire. I guess, baby Yoda. He'll learn next time. I guess. Uh, but you know that was a nice opening to the episode. Good humor there. Um, I thought. Um, and then when he comes to the plan where Cara Dune, um, and Car Withers characters on, um, coming back and see like the changes that have been made. You know, she's like the marshal of the town now um you see how they have a school now um it was funny another good humorous episode was like when he dropped off the baby like when they left the baby at the school and everything like that and they just you know put pl- place him in the seat and all the kids were just looking mm-hmm. um and like i was thinking wait you guys don't even have like a kindergarten class
2: for him
1: <laughs> or like a preschool you know where they have like the babies you know the people the babies who cannot actually talk <laughs> and answer questions
2: <laughs> I mean that like, gets nah. creepier when you
0: realize that Yoda's baby Yoda is 50 years old true they're like nah it's okay he'll figure it out <laughs> right. he'll be fine you know what I mean he'll be fine you know um and so when they go to this um Imperial base uh with the help of Manor in order to blow it up um, they discover something you know I think you know this episode I think has a lot more to the more overarching plot of the show and maybe mm-hmm. something that will continue on for maybe multiple seasons because you have to think that you know what's the end game here is the end game of this show <clears throat> just to get Baby Yoda to his people and then that's it um, what's the broader things of the of this show that that want to go on and then want to continue cuz you know I don't know how long they want to continue with this show Um, I think Chase at one time asked, like, how long do you, uh, he asked me and Chase, uh, I mean, me and Nick, uh, how long do you think the show should go on? And I think me and Nick both said about, like, five seasons, four or five seasons. I think, you know, that's good for any show and to just cap it off right there. Um, and i like kind of like this show is seeding kind of those things in for maybe something bigger to go on for maybe more multiple seasons yes. um and things like that uh what were your general thoughts uh on the episode
1: so i'm not gonna lie at first when he said um to baby yoda we're gonna go see some old friends and the ship was like in a wreck i was scared that they were going to go back to see the mechanic because <laughs> i knew we were going to uh-huh. i knew you were going to shit on this episode if she had another appearance
3: um
1: <laughs> but i'm happy with how they handled um returning to old friends uh, with um with cara and carl weathers character what's his character's name again
2: oh grief carga yeah grief carga
1: Carl Weathers. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Apollo. <Creed>. Yeah. Apollo. <laughs> yeah, space Apollo. <laughs> um and I love the seeds that they were planting. Um and I think that there were some seeds that you could even potentially connect to the movies. Um, as as much as I don't want them to yeah. be canon. The whole cloning thing is kind of integral to um the last movie of the sequel. Um <clears throat> so it'd be interesting to see if they tie that in somehow some way and whether or not baby yoda or the jedi were meant or you know whoever uh moff Gideon is looking for to clone if the jedi are a part of that whole process
2: yeah this is uh yes so so it turns out this uh supposedly abandoned imperial base this is what looks like a cloning facility on the planet Navarro and you get hints at what Gideon wanted with the the child like he was harvesting blood to potentially clone force users but they yeah but they failed and that may be what's uh maybe a plan. Another thing that I thought of that Gideon's kind of like uh wiping out what's left of the Jedi because uh he made a because I'm Thinking if Gideon is like a very much a frame type, he's thinking the long game. Yeah. So he knows he can't uh, get uh, Baby Yoda from Mando, and he knows Mando is most likely gonna try and find other Force users. Mm-hmm. So potentially gonna follow him, and I wouldn't be shocked if like an episode after they introduce Ahsoka, I wouldn't be shocked if they kill
1: her. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: And and the show is just continuing Mandy Mandy and the Kid on the mm-hmm. run. And that's, like, the whole show.
1: Yeah. Because cause we come to find out that the mechanics that Mando... um, No, not Mando. Carl Weathers uh, has repaired Mando's ship are actually loyal to Moff Gideon and the Empire. So um, they basically put trackers on Mando's ship. So, yeah, he's basically just leading uh Gideon right to Ahsoka, so that'll be interesting.
2: Yeah. And now and, and it's kind of curious and I wouldn't be surprised if they do a last Jedi with uh Ahsoka because mm-hmm. I think like the last time we see her in canon it's uh, a face off with Darth Vader. After she finds out that this uh Imperial warlord was her former master.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she handled him pretty well.
2: Pretty well. I, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if we see like a more uh, disillusioned uh, Ahsoka mm-hmm. this t- this time around. Yeah,
0: because uh, at the end of the series, she became what is known as a gray Jedi. Right?
2: I don't think even officially a gray Jedi. She just like doesn't affiliate with the Jedi or the mm-hmm. Sith, and like mm-hmm. the, her lightsabers in uh, in Rebels are white instead of like a, any traditional color.
1: Mm-hmm. Now. Okay. You you do say Last Jedi, but for this it makes a lot more sense for her character.
2: mm Yeah, because cause we've kind of seen that character grow throughout the Clone Wars and especially in the final episodes, mm. how she pretty much lost everything and everyone. Yeah. And and rebels find out that the cause of it was someone she she was raised,
0: essentially raised by. Yeah. Yeah. Um so do you think that we're seeing we're going to see a sokotana in the next episode or do you think it's going to be like the second to last episode or the very last episode?
2: I hope it's not like towards I hope it's not like the last two episodes of the season because I feel like she's too big of a character in Star Wars to to save until the very end of the season especially cuz you spent so much time setting her up.
1: Well, I wouldn't be surprised unfortunately. Cause,
2: yeah, this show definitely has uh, issues with pacing and with filler. Yeah. But I I, I I hesitate to I hesitate to call this episode
1: filler because
2: it does add a lot and it sets up a lot. Um, true, but it it doesn't add really a lot until like maybe the last like ten minutes of the episode. That's fair. Or towards mm-hmm. the tail end. That's of That's fair. It. Yeah.
1: But I think it does further establish. All right, so Moth Gideon is the end game villain, probably um Mm,
3: yeah
1: he's cloning for he's cloning force sensitive uh people for whatever purpose that might be connected to the movies i hope not to be honest with you yeah yeah because
2: this yeah because this may be like uh gideon may be like a precursor to what we eventually becomes the first order in the sequel yeah like he may he
1: may he may have made snoke for all we know you know.
0: So basically, so um, this is only five years right after Return of the Jedi. Um, hmm. So this is pr- presumably before the new trilogy, correct? Yeah. So this is before. Yeah. Because
2: the new trilogy is like thirty years after, uh, thirty years after uh, Return of the Jedi.
0: Okay. No, I thought I said it was five years after Return of the Jedi.
2: No, the sequel trilogy. Oh, the um, sequel, tri- sequel trilogy. Yeah, thirty. Yeah, yeah.
0: So they said it was thirty years after Return the So this is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this could be something that they precursor to the the sequel trilogy and what leads up to all of that. Um, these clone force users. It's interesting because, um, like watching something like Rebels and then even playing the Star Wars: Fallen Order video game, there mm. were these things called mm. the Inquisitors, um, mm. which were these you know force um dark uh kind of these Sith. Um Yeah, you know, yeah he, Jedi
2: that yeah, Jedi uh force users that were captured and tortured into becoming inquisitors. And basically yeah. just assassins for like Vader and the Empire.
0: Yeah, so it'd be interesting to see if they do something like maybe like that with these type of people, that these type of clones. Um
2: Yeah, and, with Gideon, I wouldn't be surprised if he was a former Inquisitor. Because because he's like uh, handling a lightsaber he's like one of the few non, as far as we know the non-Force
0: user that's using uh, a lightsaber Mm. Mm. I mean he just used, I mean we just used the dark saber right, Mm. I mean we just see him kind of use that and cut a hole into the like when he at the end of the first uh, at the end of the last episode of the first season he just kind of did that Mm. cutting cut a hole into the TIE fighter True, but um, even his even
2: his uh his uniform, it doesn't look like any of the uh other uh like moths or uh, other imperials that we've seen on the show so or right. in canon. He looks he his his outfit looks more like an inquisitor than it does anything else. Like I noticed like uh even like little computer panels, it's very reminiscent of Vader. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it did look very Vader-esque and even Kind of even the clones, like, you see them, like, they have suits on themselves, and they kind of look very kind of like a mixture between a Stormtrooper and the a, a, a Vader suit. Um, yeah, those and, are
2: the Death Troopers that we first saw in uh, Rogue One. Those are essentially the Navy SEALs of the Stormtroopers.
0: Yeah. Oh, right, right. So those, yeah. So, so they can actually hit the... Yeah, up. I was going to make but that yeah, joke.
3: Only...
0: <laughs> yeah, so they're, like, the... So yeah, because the elite force kind of like that of the stormtrooper unit uh, of the task force there. Um, so, so they're planting seeds like that to potentially build up to what build the the groundwork for what it will be the sequel to the possible. That's what we're thinking. Um, which could be very good. Um, you know that's what they've been doing a lot with. That's what they did with Clone Mm -hmm. Wars. You know they filled in a lot of those gaps with those movies and kind of almost made those movies kind of retroactively somewhat kind of better in a way or just like they actually did something with that material you saw like the prequels weren't just complete dumpster fire because well at least you were able to pull something out of it Mm -hmm. like what they did with the clone wars show like what they did with rebels um and then a lot of star wars stuff does take place in between that period of Mm. you know uh, after Revenge of the Sith and when the original trilogy started, a lot of stuff always took place Star Wars wise in between that time period. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe they're going to advance it now to like, okay, well, majority of stuff now is going to take place after, um, you know, Return of the Jedi and before a new, uh, before Rise of Skywalker. You know, like mm-hmm. stuff in between that possible date, um, and, and explore that level of what's going to go on. Um, and something interesting, um, that if they ever do another Star Wars show and they continue kind of making Star Wars shows, something I would really like to see, um, is stuff about just the Republican, just like a normal Rebellion pilot, uh, because at the end of this episode, you see, like, a Rebel pilot come and, you know, like, I guess they call him... Uh, to uh, just to just to give a report to him, I guess, and he's you know taking down information like a regular you know kind of like a beat cop and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I would actually love to see a series just about like a rebel pilot or the republic trying to maintain order in the galaxy, mm-hmm. in between that time when the empire fell and then them trying to take over and what that's kind of like. Um, I think you know that would be kind of interesting to do. Just kind of like this, this kind of normal guy, normal person, whoever, you know, just kind of goes around, you know, with the with this, you know, partner, and just try to figure out, like, trying to maintain order in this galaxy. Because in the pilot, the rebel pilot in this also mentions like there's these core planets Mm -hmm. that so Mm -hmm. maybe life is like really good on these core planets. They focused on that, but they completely just forgot about everybody else, and then everything else is just going completely to ruin. And, you know, maybe people are saying, you know what? You guys kind of suck. I kind of want the Empire back. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) you know, they had some order.
2: Yeah, because even uh, Karga mentions at one point that, uh, yeah, if the the Empire, this is the Outer Rim. If the Empire couldn't maintain order out here, then why would the New Republic? Mm. That would be interesting
1: to see that dynamic, to see potentially more, like, economic
2: issues be brought up. Um, um. More of what uh, I think George Lucas was intending with uh, the prequel trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: So I yeah I, I I would like to see some more of that stuff like a little bit of the more you know other planets how do they live life do you have these core planets that maybe a lot of people visit and then these outer rim planets that completely just forgot about and left to just ruin pillaged all that stuff.
1: I'd also just love a a planet with some biodiversity for once. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I have more than one I continent. Mean... <laughs>
0: yeah. So like so when people are, so in Star Wars is it just like a few hundred people just go to one planet and <laughs> they just that's it it's just like one little colony yeah. on each planet it's not they don't they don't inhabit the whole planet Yeah, no. it's just like one little colony like what the fuck I, th- like, I think it like
2: varies planet to planet cause you see uh, like Coruscant that's a city planet so of course that's gonna be more uh, sparsely populated that's where the capital the republic and where the empire was so I feel like uh, the more uh urbanize the environment the, like the more of a population you'll have I'm not so but but even on like some of the planets we've mm-hmm. seen a lot of it isn't really habitable like Navarro it's a uh, vo- a huge chunk of it is just a uh, active volcano yeah. uh, a lot of, we've seen a lot of snow planets a lot of uh, like uh, forest <clears throat> yeah hmm. so yeah. it kind of makes sense that Po- that uh, populations would be more or less scattered among like uh, certain continents or uh, just small villages. Hmm. Okay.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't know, Chase. I don't know what other you know like feature you could really have because they've done all the all the different features. They've done ice. They've done fire. They've done you know uh, uh, trees, the forest. I don't know what other feature. Hey, you man. I mean, all, all I'm
1: all I'm saying they're... is Earth has all of it. Let's.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah it does have all of it yeah well, can, you know, can you give me so. a planet
1: with at least two of these <laughs> uh,
0: but now you get you get one each planet no I, I get it I get oh, it you I, got, when I thought about oh, it
2: do you have multi planet multi uh ecosystem planet money <laughs>
0: oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> when I thought about it I was like alright yeah no that makes sense cause earth is kind of a a rarity so they're not gonna just stumble upon all these other uh se- uh semi-habitable or habitable planets such
2: as earth um i, I mean i think planets like a uh, naboo or uh or uh, alderaan were probably the closest to earth yeah. in uh star wars canon and one of those got blown up <laughs> yeah
1: i do yo you know what would be cool though if there was kind of like that whole um rebel pilot series but also mm. one where they're looking for a better like core planet you know what i'm saying because mm. like you mentioned how they have like mm. the four core pa- planets so i'm assuming those are the most earth-like and maybe they're looking for yeah. the next big earth-like core planet that'd be that'd be kind of fun
2: but pretty sure we already thought that and it was a movie called uh prometheus ah yeah true 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 or uh, alien covenant <laughs>
0: I was thinking that's that sounds like more like some like Star Trek, you know. True, <laughs>
1: true, 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 true. We, we are stepping that on Star Trek territory.
2: Um,
0: like yeah, pilots yeah. wild search for yeah, the like, fan, more like nah, The Fuck fan, that. boys fanboys,
2: that! I want, I want, I want lasers and space magic. <laughs> yeah.
1: But um, I mean, and to go back to actually yeah. like the action of the show of this episode, I feel like the action in this episode was a lot more fun. Um, well, I mean, mm, yeah. granted, I did yeah. like the a-
2: the action last episode, but just the way it- the last the last the last episode, it feels like uh, uh, it was done by somebody who it was well done, but it also feels like somebody who hasn't like been around like uh, action and stunts. Mm. Carl Weathers, he's like one of the OGs. Yeah. He was Predator. He was in Predator. <laughs> he he's been in some of the best uh, '80s action movies. He's been around this his entire career, so. He, I feel like he's picked up a lot more tricks from the people he's worked with, and here the action is really is really yeah. good, like especially yeah. the opening with uh, Gina Carano, uh, how that's uh, choreographed, uh, yeah. and the whole uh, like uh, uh, canyon chase that we see with the tie fighters, mm-hmm. that's all really well yeah. done. Now
1: you know it was really funny though, so <laughs> I wonder whose idea it was to have. All right, so we're sending out five pilots, and then like two of them crash into each other and die <laughs> before they even <laughs> get, before they <laughs> even get to the chase. They're like going down the hill, going down the mountain, and they die together. I'm just like, wow,
2: that was a steep ass <laughs> hill, and there were a lot of rocks. I like, get they, it.
1: No, but like they've yeah. never gone down that hill before. Is that really their first time? Like. <laughs>
0: I I guess so, yeah. Like, I guess because they didn't want to make themselves known, I guess, maybe. But that was they funny. They know the terrain. That
1: was funny. Yeah. I appreciated it, even though it was kind of like one of those, like, wow, are they really that dumb?
0: <laughs> I mean, this is the Empire, so... Yeah. yeah. Um And when the like when the chase ended, it had a very classic kind of like Star Wars moment mm-hmm. where Mando comes in with his ship and blasts the type. That was a very, you know, classic kind of... <laughs> star wars feel to it yeah Um, and i love and it was fun mm -hmm. oh Oh, i was just
1: gonna say i love the little moments he has with uh baby yoda in that scene because he's just like like he's just like papa still got it right right (laughs) he's doing like the spin around Mm -hmm. and being all fancy with it
2: and then (laughs) and while baby yoda's like uh waving his arms up screaming like a kid on a roller coaster (laughs) yeah
0: that's definitely going to be a ride at Disney. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mandel ride. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah, definitely going to be a ride. Yeah. And get your uh, uh, Baby Yoda
1: plushies for $50. Yeah. Uh,
0: nah, you're being generous. $80. bucks. you are right. You're right. That's more Disney. Uh, yeah.
3: Oh. It's $100 now. Uh,
0: but, yeah, I mean, I thought the action was really good. Gina uh, Carano, I mean, she's good at throwing a punch. Not so good at saying a line, but... <laughs> Yes, uh, be- yeah. Yeah. Speaking know.
2: of uh, criticisms for this episode, they try to have a, a emotional moment with uh, with a her character at the very end of the episode, because it's revealed that yeah, she was born on Alderaan, and I guess that's kind of her catalyst for joining the rebellion. And I think with a better actor, it would have sold more, but uh, her delivery is like really stiff and kind of emotionless, so. It, it, it's a moment that kind of falls flat for me
0: yeah yeah I, she's just she's just not really that strong of an actress um i don't know how much her personal stuff is going to come into the show and if it's going to conflict i don't think they're going to get rid of her i mean hmm. what do you i mean do you guys think they're possibly going to get rid of her Wait, what? for saying well she's she's gotten into some trouble saying some stuff online she's like a big like anti-mass person and yeah
2: she's kind of came out as a anti-mass kind of pandemic denying oh god uh she uh, joined uh she joined a parlor which is yeah. uh, uh
0: like a super right wing kind of like like it's just people like their their stuff is too crazy for stuff like facebook and twitter cuz like stuff like that like you know they got censorship on there that were banned for like fake news and stuff like that if you say like the election was rigged and stuff like that conspiracy theory so it's a place to go where you can just talk about all that conspiracy type stuff and you <laughs> know all that stuff. so she believes like voted like the whole election was rigged and all this other stuff so she's a big person who believes all that
1: well um, I mean whatever well so it's like a yeah, QAnon so, so the guys that so it's like a QAnon social media
2: yeah, yeah, yeah it's much. basically it's basically Twitter for QAnon. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean... Stuff like that. Yeah.
1: She's great in the action scenes, I'll give her that, but, you know, if they replace her, it's not the end of the world.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I don't think it will. I mean, it would be kind of maybe jarring, I mean, like you're already two seasons in hey, with this character. if
1: Game of Thrones could but, get away with it, then they can
0: well I mean they did it with like a, a barely like a side character and you know like Game of Thrones has like 50 gazillion characters you know what I mean like and they did it with like kind of like a side character you know they've done it with so
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know not like a main core character they ever did it with I mean they never did that. I
1: mean I mean well we did have I don't even think she's a main core character yeah, yeah I was about to say that too yeah she's, she's like in like maybe well, she's, two she's part of the crew the crew she ain't, she's part of the crew she ain't on the ship she she was only in for like 3 4 episodes.
0: I mean she you wouldn't you wouldn't say the main crew is like her and then it's, it's Carl Weather's like the, in the in the even the mechanic lady I would say that's the crew, you know what I mean like it's mean, kind of like the main recurring people, you know. Okay.
1: I I I guess cuz there's like no one else really recurring in the show. <laughs> yeah. So
0: 'Cause it, it's like a you know old school type show, yeah. kinda like Western where you you know you bring in all these different like you know kind of big time actors to come in mm-hmm. and you know do guest spots, you know what I mean? Stuff like that. Well um, it's a big
1: galaxy, so we'll see. Hmm. Yeah.
0: Um so what's uh so final ratings for this episode?
1: I'd say I'd give it an eight.
2: That's pretty solid. Yeah. Um, I, I will as well. It's uh, 8 out of 10. The action, the comedy beats, uh, pretty much the only reason it doesn't get higher is because that like last moment with Cara Dune, something that uh, with a better actor could have like shown off some depth to that character and added something that you could go back to later on, but Gina Carano, I'm sorry, she can't act. <laughs> no, she, she can't. Uh, she she's very she's very much like a Keanu Reeves to me. She's like she's whoa. great with the uh, action. <laughs> whoa. Hey, there's a reason there's a reason the first John Wick is better than the sequels. Okay. Mm.
0: Yeah. I yeah. I mean, yeah, she's she's not that strong of an actress. Um it, yeah. Uh but she I mean she's good in the the action parts, good in the action scenes, mm. you know, and I, I think when she's working with Carl Weathers or she's working with, like, him, I think they kind of... They do well kind of bouncing off each other, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, somebody... I don't know if you all saw this, but... Um, if you go to, like, 1824, apparently, like, in the episode... Uh, you can see the background guy, like, uh, I guess, like a like a, a stage hand um, in the background. Oh, no. You can, you can like, go there. You see a dude, like, like his arm and, like, part of his torso... And oh no! <laughs> it's it's, uh, mm. it's the coffee it's the coffee scandal again. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, apparently, look. So look out for that Easter egg of of some dude who's just standing in the back. He didn't get the hell out the way. They just <laughs> they just started filming and they just didn't catch that. I guess. Um, Mickey's so
2: they, about to murder that guy.
0: <laughs> so <laughs> so, so uh, look out stand. for that. Oh, look out Nice little Easter egg there. Um. But like everybody said, I mean, good action, good humor, um, you know, thought this was a solid episode, really planted seeds from something bigger that that will go on on later episodes, later season, um, stuff that I, re- I really like there, um, I hope they don't wait till the last two episodes to introduce Ahsoka Tana. I hope they introduce her next episode. I hope it's not another thing of like, hey, get to this place. Oh, before, but before I tell you this other thing, you got to do this one thing for me and go here to do this other thing, and then come back and then I'll do. I'll tell you the information. I hope it's nothing like that again. Um, so I would give it the episode. I, I agree. I give it the eight out of ten. Uh, agree with everybody mm. here. Um, That's yeah, a solid d- episode.
2: Yeah, and if like they decide to kill Ahsoka, all hope isn't lost because I think that you could also potentially introduce Cal Kestis from uh, the Fallen Order game.
1: Because
2: mm. I feel like he'd maybe be in like his 40s by the time this show comes around.
1: Mm. Okay, mm. I like that. Mm. I like that idea. Mm. Underrated okay. character.
0: Mm. Um. Yeah. All right. So moving on from discussing uh the mandalorian we're gonna discuss the animaniacs uh which had its uh season premiere of its reboot season this past thursday um on hulu um and you know long awaited uh kind of show that came out in the 90s classic um i watched it when i was a kid um saturday mornings uh Still kind of even has a theme in my head, like, and I was kind of humming it all the way up until the show came out. Um, then I binged it, and I was like, okay, where can I skip the intro on this shit? Like, <gasps> I'm watching on Hulu, and Hulu doesn't have that option to s- skip the intro like Netflix does. After the, the sixth, seventh time I heard it, I was like, okay, I get it. What the like, hell is you, you, wrong you, with you, you? You know, you Zuni... you yeah <laughs> <you,
3: you>, <laughs>
0: Yeah. You're, you're loony to the max. I fucking get it. Okay, let's go. Zany, come on, let me get dealing. you. Zany. zany to the max. <laughs> to the max. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, I'm okay. okay Sounds like go. you did get, skip it. You know what I mean? Let's get this shit done. I want to just watch this shit. You know, so uh since it came out like uh pretty recently, I was able to, uh, you know, because we just watched it today, Friday. Um, I got to about six episodes. Nick, you, you said you got to about to like seven episodes. Yeah, I, I got
2: to like the first half of the seven ep- seventh episode. And I
0: j- yeah, and
2: and I just finished
0: episode nine. Episode nine. So yeah, it's only thirteen episodes in it. So you're pr- you're pretty much almost done with the chase. Yeah, um, and things like that. Um, so it's 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 a variety show. If you've never if you've never even heard of the Animaniacs, if you you know you young bloods you know you never heard of that before, you know what I mean? Well, let me tell you you know let me tell you what, what, you know what you gotta know. Variety show, a lot of sh- kind of short skits, um, very kind of meta in a way. Does a lot of you know comment on pop culture, jokes about Hollywood, mm. things like that. And they cram a bunch of that into the first episode. And I'd say the first episode starts off things on a very good note. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it starts
2: the, with the the Jurassic Park parody <laughs> that uh, released online. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, very nice opening. Yeah. Very funny. Uh, w- great way to introduce things. Um, you know, I thought that was very, very well done. Um, and the first episode in general, I think, is very well done of the way they brought these characters back. Um, and you know, I think that it being kind of a show just so far, it's kind of like updated and, you know, and they make a lot of reference to that, of them being a reboot they make a lot of references <laughs> to that throughout the series um, which Yeah, after the show
2: the- was, yeah, the original series it was also, it was like uh, uh, very meta and this is uh, also also like that The yeah, there's a yeah. lot of jokes about how I mean, come on, this is just a reboot <laughs> Yeah. is this a
0: reboot uh, <laughs> uh, and you have Yakko, reboot Wacko and it. Dot um, which are the three main ones that's the three uh, don't know what creatures they are or what the hell they're supposed to be uh, like uh, puppy monkeys I always kept... they're animaniacs
2: puppy monkeys I, don't know.
0: I just puppy, <laughs> puppy. <laughs> yeah, you know, puppy monkeys. monkeys yeah they're puppy monkeys yeah um, and then you have also Pinky and the Brain hmm. um, who are like the also one of the big two of the big stars of the show Um, You know, very classic, iconic. Uh, And everybody coming back, they have all the original people come back to do the voices. Um, Mm -hmm. And even though it's been so many years later, everybody still sounds the same. Um, And typically when you get people, you know, especially when they get older, the voice changes. Mm -hmm. It's just not as strong as it was. Like you saw that kind of with James Earl Jones when he came back to do Darth Vader. And Rogue One, you could clearly tell it's just not the same voice anymore that did it when it was in the original trilogy. It's just, or even did it, you know, when um, even in Revenge of the Sith, even for that kind of that one little line that he had mm-hmm. there, um, it's just kind of totally different voice, much much older guy. These people, they all still sound the same. They still have that same kind of uh, uh, youthful kind of voices and, and kind of enthusiasm that fit the characters that I thought was very very well done. Um, a lot of the jokes, a lot of the slapstick humor, I think, was hit on point. Uh, coming into, like, six episodes of it, uh, I thought, it, I thought it was, you know, a hit most of the time It missed. Um, there were some jokes mm. that kind of were, you know, fairly okay, but I think for the most part it did hit on point very nicely, um, which I did enjoy. Uh, the animation style, obviously, since it's, you know, a show that's, you know, you know, was from the 90s, even though if you, you still look at older episodes, which you can also watch on Hulu as well, um, a lot of the older episodes are on there as well, um, you can clearly see the difference. Um, very, very nice looking animation also, very, you know... Yeah, the animation
2: is really very cleaned up compared to the the original series. Yeah. yeah,
0: you know, so yeah, very, very, very nice looking animation. And uh, Chase, since... Oh, yeah, go ahead. I was
2: just going to
1: add, and there's even, like, certain episodes where They do like parodies of say like anime, um, and other like different cartoons where they you could tell the budget went heavy on that on that shit.
2: (laughs) Oh yeah, the yeah they play around with uh, animation styles like they they there's an episode where uh, like Dot gets the power to turn everything. Yeah. (laughs) And that and that episode it starts as one of the weaker ones, but then it turns really dark and. Become so
0: funny. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot of really great moments. Um, Chase, since you're like nine episodes in, um, you know, what what were you thinking about the series? Binge watching it. Do you think it it it's a pretty solid season one? So you know, so far from what you've seen.
1: I mean, from what I can remember of the prior se- uh, like series. Now, granted, I'm 23, so mm. I I was one when the show ended. And what I watched were the reruns on uh, WB Kids. Or 4Kids, I think. Yeah, 4Kids. Yeah. It came on like right after like Sonic and like all those other shows. So, from what I know about Animaniacs, I feel like they captured that same sort of vibe. I don't remember it being as political as this one is. But I appreciated it. Mm. Because I felt like a lot of the commentary that they had was what kind of kept me as an adult interested because <laughs> there's there's still like a lot of like the kid you know like the fart poop jokes every thrown in every now and then but then there's the more like mature like commentary like when Brain tries to take over the war uh, over uh, a senator's body um he has this one really dope line where he's like if you um lies are only truths that have not been stated
2: enough <laughs> Or something to the effect. Lies are, only, lies are only truths that haven't been repeated enough, Pinky. Yeah, yeah, that one, that one. I was
1: just like, wow, yeah, no, that that's real. I don't remember Animaniacs being that real <laughs> <laughs> back in the day. When I was too young to really, like, get it. So, um, I thought it was, I thought from the nine episodes I saw, it melted my brain, but it was fun.
2: <laughs> um, but yeah, how about you, Nick? Mm. Um, I think, I think uh, I'm probably in the same camp as you, Chase. Uh, I've only seen, like, maybe a couple uh, episodes of Animaniacs. And the ones that I really remember are kind of the moments that became really iconic, like uh, uh, Wacko's uh, 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 Capitals of the, War of the States, mm-hmm. uh, Yakko's uh, Nations of the World. I remember those songs really well. I didn't remember the show being as uh, political as this one does as this one gets and they kind of get they it's like not really uh super like anti-Republican they go after
1: everybody yeah, yeah. they make caricatures of everybody <laughs> mm-hmm. like everybody's getting these jokes <laughs>
2: yeah er- everybody's getting them yeah. like they, they they go make fun of Tucker Carlson and they also make fun of Seth Meyers yeah. they they do a Trump parody which the Cyclops uh, mm-hmm. that episode that had me dying <laughs> big beautiful island that I see very well with my two eyes
1: with my very two eyes and
0: <laughs> um, with my
2: big beautiful eyes my naturally tend yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah
0: you know like, like you said they mess with everybody you know they, they go after everyone uh, and I mean that's part of like the big appeal of the show is just that they just have that kind of humor in it that is that comments very well on pop culture. Um, how much do you think it appeals to younger people? Like you said, like you mentioned, it has a lot of the fart jokes, all that stuff.
4: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: do you think it still is a sh- very good show that you know adults and kids could you know watch together, like a parent and a kid? Like if you know you grew up maybe watching Animaniacs when you were a kid, and now you want to show your kid it, you know, do you think it is good for that type of experience?
2: I think so. Uh, very, very much so. Very much so. i I feel like the, this is kind of a rare show where like the more childish humor and the more slapsticky stuff, it works just as well as the political stuff. Mm. Of here. So with the uh, a lot of shows it's like really heavy and political satire but they don't get the slapsticky uh stuff right yeah and or it's either one or the other this kind of like finds a balance of both yeah and
1: you know it still retains that whole 90s early 2000s uh like sense of humor in the sense that like like they they still keep it for kids and they still do the slapstick Mm. and they still do the and they somehow do the political commentary very well But they also are unafraid to hit some adult-ish jokes You know Some some more mature content every now and then um, <laughs> right. But in a kid-friendly way, of course So, which is kind of rare to see today Like, I think the only shows nowadays yeah. that could say that they do this Is probably, like, say, like a gumball um, Which, every now and then, they make fun of, like, what's going on today But um, um there, you don't really get that too often nowadays, so I think it's a good refreshing uh show for the whole family.
0: Nice. Yeah. Um, I don't remember the original show as much, but I watched the reruns of it. I do kind of vaguely have memories of that, watching it on, you know, WP for kids and things like that. Um I think Saturday Saturdays is when I used to watch
2: yeah. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah this is like yeah this was a show that was in the golden age of Warner's animation so it was pretty much an entire block of this uh, Pinky and the Brain Freakazoid uh, mm-hmm. Freakazoid Batman the, the Animated Series mm-hmm. this this was in the golden age good times yeah good, time.
0: yeah, good times uh. yeah 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 now you're just an adult with depression watching Animaniacs <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you, know, you know so now it's a different experience now you know now now the pop culture joke's hitting a lot harder, you know, than Yeah. comment on a on our failed society. <laughs> it's yeah, it's like hard you
2: hard laugh work. and then you realize, oh, oh man.
1: Yeah, no, they are yeah. a little bit too accurate right now. Like the cute like the <laughs> episode, that one was like, Oh wow. Oh. <laughs> yeah, no, this is actually real life. Welcome to twenty twenty, guys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, do you have any negative criticisms of the show? I think like uh, for me. Uh, one of the things was like they did maybe one episode where it was like they did an episode about like social media, phones, things mm. like that. Mm. That wasn't really a di- any different commentary than what I've seen about social media or phones. Like people are controlled by their phones mm. and social media and controlled by likes and stuff like that. That wasn't any. Yeah, some
2: of, yeah, some of those jokes are, you've kind of seen them done better in the other things. So they don't work as yeah. well. And I kind of feel like the pinky and the brain stuff, at least in the few episodes I've seen, I I feel like that stuff is weaker than when we're with, uh, Yakko, Wacko, and Dot. Now, yeah. if I'm not mistaken, Picking the Brain had their own
1: series, right?
2: Yeah, they had their own series, uh, back in the day. Okay.
1: So I mean, like, I get why they probably had to fit them in for this season in particular. It's probably because, like, mm. you know, um, the budget was probably kind of tight. Um, and they probably just needed Pinky and the Brain to fill up some uh, some space. Mm. Um,
2: they, they, I feel like they were like looking around at uh, their properties that could they could bring back yeah. alongside maybe like test the waters of potentially doing a Pinky and the Brain reboot, mm. and like see how it did as part of Animadia. Yeah. Could, and if it does well, does it open the door for like Freakazoid to come mm. back? Yeah,
0: cause, I would love to see Freakazoid come back.
2: I don't know if you guys saw this episode, wait,
1: I think it's like, I think you guys seen this episode, where they kind of touch back with all the other prior characters that they had, and I didn't realize that they had this many, I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of characters in Animaniacs that I didn't even Oh, you
2: mean the, oh, you mean the The Hunter with the Tiny Feet episode? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, so... I wonder if this was like sort of like a test to see if they could br- start pouring or or not pouring mm-hmm. more so like incrementally bringing back all these characters. Um,
0: yeah, well, uh, Creed Summer said she's not coming back. Right? Her character. Aww. Yeah. Because uh. yeah, they asked her about it, I think. And I think she commented on Twitter and said, yeah, like they haven't asked me to come back to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the character she played on Animaniacs was... Uh, let me see here. Um, i trying to f- figure out which character she played on there. Um, Elmira Duff. That's what the character she played. So, they mm. they said that, yeah, she, yeah she's not coming back for it. And Cree Summers, if you don't know Cree Summers, um, she's voiced every single character ever back in the 90s. <laughs> um, usually they were black. So, if there was a <laughs> black girl in a 90s show, she was the black girl. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> yeah. um, she was the black girl on Codename, Kids Next Door um she was in recess too i think she was in recess right
1: probably I, I don't know uh,
0: yeah because i think yeah she was the, yeah she was the black girl in that um yeah so she she, she was on everything she was also penny she was an in inspector gadget yeah she just has this whole long list resume of all this stuff she's ever been on mm-hmm. and yeah i mean legendary voice actress really great um yeah, but she said yeah, she that she won't uh as of right now she will not be in the Reboot of Animaniacs. So yeah.
1: I mean there there could always there's always hope there might be season 2. Cuz she was with primarily yeah. like uh Pinky in the brain, right? Amira.
0: Uh yeah, Pink, yeah. Okay. She was primarily a Pinky in the brain. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, there's a possibility. You know, you never know. Things like that. So yeah. So she might come back i'd like to see her come back um you know talented i wonder yeah she's still working today still doing a lot of stuff mm. you know still working so i would love to see her come back that. Yeah. um uh ratings at all for the season uh so far
1: zany out of 10 zany to the max i don't <laughs> i don't know if i
2: can rate this dude <laughs> yeah that that that's kind of where i am at with this I've i've only seen like half of the season um but uh uh, so far what i've seen it's definitely uh uh eight out of ten it's uh great nostalgia for a show that i didn't get a chance to watch really when i was younger but but what i've seen was uh, really funny and really stuck with me and again this balances slapstick and uh, political satire really well and Mm, the jokes hit more than they miss, which is kind of rare for a comedy nowadays.
1: Yeah, especially kids comedy. Mm. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Very good. Streaming on Netflix um, and Hulu. 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 Miss- yeah. Oh yeah, Hulu. Sorry, Hulu. Hulu. My bad. Sorry, Hulu. They How many Hulu, Hulu jokes did they fit in? Yeah, Hulu. My bad. Here's
2: your check for two more seasons. You gotta sell out. <laughs> yeah. Do you think
0: it's worth getting Hulu for if you don't have Hulu?
1: Uh, I mean, there's other shows mm. to watch on there. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, I definitely feel like with Hulu, you also get, like, all of the FX shows yeah. that aren't available on Netflix. So, yeah, I do kind of think it's worth it.
0: Mm. Mm. And since, I mean, Netflix, their prices are going up, Hulu's kind of mm. staying the same. So And Hulu doesn't charge you more for playing it on two screens.
2: You can play it on two
0: screens, and it doesn't charge. Yeah, it doesn't try to do some additional price. Yeah, so.
2: uh, No, they can't see me, but I'm glaring right at my
0: Netflix app on my laptop. Yeah. So I mean, it's, I mean this. Yeah, this is good things to watch about uh, watch on Hulu, other than just you know, if you just wanted to just if you're done with anime because it has the original series as well. So you could watch the new mm-hmm. series and the original series, and it has Pinky and the Brain mm-hmm. series on there as well. So you could watch that, um, and it has you know uh, uh, other really great FX shows Nick uh, mentioned on there as well that you could also yeah watch. like uh, yeah uh, the Fargo. League or the
2: worst Fargo The Strain uh, has yeah. a great movie selection as well. Atlanta. Yeah.
0: Atlanta. Atlanta. <laughs> yeah. uh, like
2: Atlanta. One of one of uh, my favorite movies uh, that came out this year, Palm Springs is exclusively on there. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Hulu. We're yeah. giving you free advertising. Pay, yeah. us, pay us.
0: Yeah. Cut us a check, bitch. Yeah. yeah. that's a fucking check. <laughs> we selling out over here. Yeah. <laughs> Cut us a fucking
1: check. I heard you needed a... Yeah, but when... I heard you... Yeah, but when we... But well, when we sell out, we know it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think it's a good series. Um, I'm only halfway through. Maybe it's not fair to judge. Uh, Give a whole rating for the season uh, as of yet. But so far, I really do like what I see. And if I had to give a rating just for the six episodes I have seen, I would give it a strong uh, eight, I think. Strong eight. Yeah. Strong, yeah. Yeah. Strong eight. Um, all right, so moving on from discussing Animaniacs. Uh we're going to be discussing the Fresh Prince reunion special. Um, they came on another streaming service, HBO Max. Um, and this is of course the reunion of all the cast of Fresh Prince. Um, so everybody's coming back for this. Um uh, of course, obviously, uh, you know, one dearly departed member, James Avery. Um, who passed away in 2013? Very sad moment yeah. for everybody um just around the world, especially if you were a big fan of the show. Uh, you know, real, first
2: things first, rest in peace, Uncle Phil.
0: Yeah, for real. You know, legendary actor. Um, you know, real, real key to a uh, you know for you know if you ever see like a list of like when people talk about best black fathers on TV ever, he's always on that list.
2: Um, yeah, he, he's at the very top of the list, especially considering how some of those black fathers have uh, aged throughout the years. <clears throat> Cosby. Yeah,
0: Yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, you know, like, nothing is, yeah, good thing nothing ever happened there with James Avery, you know, because I didn't have any connection to Cosby. I didn't watch the Cosby show. I watched Different World, but I never watched the Cosby show. Uh, so I had really zero connection to him that much. But I did watch Fresh Prince. So that would have kind of, you know, I hurt a little bit you know of, like him you know what I mean if something like that happened but. I'm pretty
1: sure Carl Winslow is still safe and just you know living his life
0: I never was I never really got into family matters so I never really cared about him it's pretty solid yeah. yeah and plus he was a cop so fuck true all um. cops are
2: bastards. <laughs> I forgot he was a cop yeah. <laughs> all, all, also that show kind of came less about that family and more about Urkel. yeah
0: yeah even yeah. the
2: great teen spiel Even the great Peel sketch pointed that out.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Makes no sense!
2: Yeah, he was just...
1: Every episode was just him fighting a different invention that he created. (laughs) 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 towards the end of the show. But back to First Prince.
0: (laughs) Yeah, First Prince. Um... So just to before you know, before we really get into a reunion, uh, what is uh, what are you all's experience with Fresh Prince? I mean, because I I mostly seen it like watching reruns, like late at night mm-hmm. when I was a kid growing up, like Nick at Night it would come on, yep. one at one a.m. in the morning, something like that. So that's really my experience watching Fresh Prince, just watching the reruns of it and and kind of in, enjoying it that way. What's you all's experience with Fresh Prince as a show?
1: So yeah, for me it was Nick at Night. It would be, I think it was George Lopez, Fresh Prince, Family Matters, um, and, yeah, no, I think that was the lineup that I would watch during middle school, every night, and then when I would wake up really early, they'd still have Fresh Prince on in the morning as well, so I, that's basically how I watched the Fresh Prince.
0: <laughs> yeah. Nick, what about you?
2: Okay, don't hate me, but... I've never seen a full, a full episode of Fresh Prince of Bel Air.
1: That's insane!
0: Holy Wow. How
1: how did Jesus. you live for this long?
0: <laughs> wow, Jesus Christ! Yeah, I've never but, seen
2: a full uh, episode. Of yeah, Fresh most Prince. most of my knowledge of uh, the Fresh Prince it comes from a lot of the videos that have circulated around the internet. Like uh, there's that great moment where uh, where Uncle Phil is giving Will that tearing down like. Yeah, you you have a Malcolm X poster. I heard the brothers speak, and that heartbreaking moment between uh, the Will's father episode. Yeah,
1: it doesn't hit without the context. (laughs) So
2: you know the context, but it still is. uh, It still is. uh, is Emotion gets across even if you haven't seen the full episode. I think when they
1: were talking about that in the
2: union, I was. I was. Tearing up yeah. a little bit, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, same.
0: Uh so you you know the big classic moments of it. Mm. You know, just from yeah, being I, on the yeah, being, I, being on the internet, things like that, you know that.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm aware of the big classic moments
0: of the show. Okay. So it'd be interesting to, to hear your perspective of this being somebody that's not that familiar, you know, with the show, I've never seen a full episode of the show like how much of a connection you have with this reunion. It'd be interesting to hear your thoughts on that. Mm. Um but the first thing I will say it's just love I love seeing everybody come back together again the whole cast um for this and how this show still is very much in pop culture due to the memes, due to, you know, the classic episodes that it has like the, you know, the the like Nick mentioned episode where Will You know breaks down about his father leaving um episode where you know James Avery tears in the wheel about that perspective of like this young guy wanting to be this revolutionary and being like this older black man and then that that generational divide of seeing you know that level of discrimination as opposed to you know the level of discrimination people are going through now um and even
2: even like episodes where they bring up like their interactions with the police Mm. yeah yeah. you and know stuff like was, yeah. how sadly that is still relevant As today.
0: Yeah. So you know, and and so you know, the show has still remains so much in pop culture. Everybody knows the theme song. Like even you know, people could probably rap the whole theme song beginning to end. You know, people. Could, yeah, they still it play it at clubs even here. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, you know, it's, it's it's so you know the fashion of the you know of the show. Um, which they do talk about in the reunion um, of how, like, that was such a big part and how, especially now, like, you know, a lot of, like, older, like, 80s, 90s fashion is kind of coming back, you know what I mean? You know, bad
2: stuff. Yeah, and, like, how uh, that show kind of was a big influence on, like, sneaker culture. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, very much, because, you know, and Will Smith, he mentioned in the reunion how he would have the newest Jordans, you know, early, like, six weeks early, you know, before anyone else got them, he would get them um and how and like, how, like you,
2: posters from the
0: show are like still on sneakerhead's walls yeah 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 i mean so you know this show just how big of an impact you know it had and uh tatiana uh ali uh, who played ashley in the show were, were you always more of an ashley guy or a hillary guy
1: well personally i mean i was more of a hillary guy because
0: she was older I well, I'm saying when she was when she was obviously older because you I mean you were still young you were the same age probably Hillary when you were watching the show weren't you You mean Ashley? I mean Ashley Ashley you were the same age as her. I mean like, but well, let's not do this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but she was talking about James Avery and talking to him and how you know he had these all these posters in his dressing room yeah. of famous jazz musicians and everything and how he taught her a lot about. Uh, black people in art and what they did and their contribution stuff that you know you wouldn't really learn about in regular education mm. uh, of of black people's impact on, on culture that way and how that show kind of had that similar impact you know that that show was there's so many people who you and they talk about the generations of of television you know mm. what i mean and of black people in entertainment of how you know things have just constantly changed it's just a little bit a little bit a little bit more and more at the time and they were part of that path you know what I mean of showing yeah, uh, black people you know
2: yeah especially uh, like Alfonso Ribeiro he brought up how like in a lot of black led tv at the time uh they kind of weren't as involved in depth with like the writing with the production of the show but here he like brings up like uh the writers would really take the input from their actors like they bring up the one story about all right uh yeah this character says one thing and one of the actors said yeah if a real black kid said that to their parents they get the te- they would get their teeth slapped out of yeah.
0: them <laughs> uh and it was um great hearing like all because all, pretty much the entire cast tells the story how they got onto the show. Mm -hmm. what their experience was like during the audition process they show auditions from like hillary uh the actress who plays her they show her audition tape they show alfonso rivero audition tape uh you know which is really nice Uh, yeah will smith tells that great story of how like quincy jones pulls him aside
2: at a party yo we about to do an audition come on (laughs) Like, hey man give me a week Uh, let me find an acting coach
0: look, everybody that needs to say yes is out there right now. Mm. Yeah. Fuck. Give me 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, so, I mean, there's a lot of really great stories hearing that stuff, you know what I mean? Uh, because as someone who does like the show, um, you know, I'm not like a big historian when it comes to the show. Mm. I, I mean, I okay. can name you all the like, big details of it, and all these like little details. So it's nice seeing it and them talk about it um, and them reminiscing about it, you know, which is very nice. Um, and for me when it got like really emotional is James Avery and mm-hmm. when they bring him up mm-hmm. and they show footage of him talking about him talking about the impact he had with all of them and how they really looked at him you know like a real father and they spent you know yeah. more time with each other than they ever did their own family so it was like a you know on set family um, I, I mean I, you know I don't know how 100% genuine it is you know but I, I mean watching this it, it really does feel like that mm-hmm. you know I mean, I mean, let's be honest, the majority of the cast are not the greatest actors in
2: the world. (laughs) A a lot of it, I feel like the show got by with uh, the chemistry with the entire cast, and that comes across here really well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, it feels like, it feels like going to a family reunion with people you haven't seen in forever, and you're just picking right back up where you left off years ago. Yeah.
1: Another emotional moment for me was, um. When Janet Hubert came on to the, uh, and they and she was having her conversation with Will. Um,
2: yeah, the original uh, Aunt Viv on the show. Yeah. yeah. With me, I I wasn't really aware of the the controversy with that. I wasn't aware of the beef that was between them until I saw this episode, and it was really emotional uh, seeing them bury the hatchet bury the hatchet almost thirty years later, and how much uh, that struggle and pain was. Mostly because of a lack of perspective on Will on Will Smith's part. Yeah. Because even like he mentions that, yeah, it, it he didn't really understand until like he got married, he had kids, mm-hmm. and he saw like how much of a struggle it was for her to like get to set each day.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And to finally hear her side of the story, because I mean they've been going like real back and forth with each other for like over two plus decade. I mean this is a feud that's been going for a long time. Mm-hmm and I mean they, she said some really bad things about him and then she you know he's. I think I mean he's mostly I think kind of not tried to say too much terrible things about her um, the cast well uh, I, the
1: problem was oh. that he said to uh, according to some people uh, he may have said the words uh, that she was difficult to work with and as she
2: which which for not just a woman in Hollywood yeah. but a black woman in Hollywood that's pretty much the kiss of death yeah
1: like yeah yeah like she says in in the, in the special like that basically destroyed her career mm, or yeah. at least like sidetracked it for the last you know 30 years you know uh.
0: yeah um and it, i mean it's a really good talk between them
1: yeah
0: um gets really emotional that's also another like real huge emotional moment of the of the reunion how they're kind of just burying the hatchet there um and i i, I thought that was very very well done mm-hmm. um as well uh and how they also you know coincide the clips of you know them speaking uh, and this the subject of what they're speaking about and how they they show it to the uh to, to the viewer watching it i think is also very well done i think it's very also well edited as well uh the reunion mm-hmm. special um them sitting around like in the in the in the set um you know from the original show i thought that was really great mm-hmm. um especially even how the reunion special opens cuz it opens with you know they're doing the last episode and you know, doing the whole thing. He's just standing there, you know, that meme of him just standing there in that empty house, you know. And then the scene where he cuts off the lights and then it opens up with him turning on the lights. And then they're all being fully furnished again. And them all sitting around, them all, you know, just kind of meeting each other. Which is also a really, really sweet moment as well. Uh, yeah. So, I, I mean, this entire thing, I mean, it just, it just makes you feel good, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Hmm. It just it's like one of those things we talk about like Alona Holmes or um uh what was that other movie we said? Um Loving oh, Monsters uh, like
2: Loving Monsters, Bill and Ted. Uh, yeah. This is this is a great like uh feel good,
0: uh feel good uh piece. Yeah. Yeah.
3: You very feel
0: so. good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um uh, so I I and I I loved it from beginning to end, you know, mm-hmm. hearing these stories, hearing them all around the talk uh because i mean i mean for the most part except for the like the janet hubert thing they're all pretty friendly with each other you see them like when they do interviews and uh, talk about each other like you know they 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 seem like they still remain in contact occasionally and they still talk and uh, very friendly with each other so that's nice um so for me i'd give it um i think i give it a 10 out of 10 this would be my first perfect score ever um you know, uh, doing doing this review uh, reviews uh, for the show, um, I gave it a, I give it a perfect score. Um, can't really say I, I mean I had any real issue with it really. Um, I mean I guess it could have been longer. Could it could it maybe gave some more spotlight to, to Jeffrey the Butler? Yeah, you sure. You know what I mean like. Cause I mean, cause everybody's telling stories of how they got on the show. I don't think they, I don't think he told his story of how he got on the show and what his process was like. I don't think. Yeah, I think he only had I
2: mean, like I think one. That, I think that I think that might have been like something that's left on the cutting room floor yeah. for this. I'd, I'd like the, to see that.
1: Yeah. I wouldn't have mind it. I
0: wouldn't have fuck the fuck the Zack Snyder cut. <laughs> give me, give me
1: that. <laughs> I wouldn't have mind them the dude. the Jeffrey cut. Yeah. I wouldn't have mind them do like a whole sort of miniseries on it because there's so many different aspects of the show that they talk about, from the fashion, from uh, the cultural impact, um, all the uh, social commentary episodes Mm. and whatnot. Like I, I I wouldn't have mind them do like a whole like little like miniseries or like a documentary style piece on it, just so that we can get like. Some more out of it because for me at least, I wanted more. I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. I want, it, yeah, I wish it was because it's only yeah. an hour and 15 minutes, yeah, and it just kind of flies by. It's like, wow, yeah, just, I wanted more of it. Uh, mm. yeah. What's your uh rating for it? Though, I
1: don't got a rating for it, dog. It, it's just a wholesome <laughs> out of 10, dog. <laughs> <laughs> mm. All right.
0: Nick,
2: okay, so for me. Uh, Coming to this as somebody who who only has like a very passing knowledge of the show, I know the really iconic moments from it, but I've never really seen a full episode. And this is like a very emotional and uh, very heartwarming look at one of the most groundbreaking shows on television. I'd say in terms of how it was, uh, uh, how it uh, showed off. Black excellence, how it uh, had uh, uh, black actors so uh, in depth involved in the in the process of making the show. It's giving a really fascinating look at the making of a a multi-camera sitcom, Um, and excuse me, and showing how um, a lot of the pop culture stuff that the cultural stuff. uh, uh, elements that were brought up in the show, how those are still relevant today, and how much it kind of changed the world of fashion with uh, uh, TV. I don't think we would have gotten shows like uh Chappelle show or mm-hmm. like T and P or Blackish if this show wasn't around. And and just talking about like James Avery uh, as the father figure to pretty much not just on the show but to the cast as well. I don't think Will Smith would be the actor he is today mm. without this show. He might have not ever even been an actor. <laughs> mm.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
2: and, uh... And, um... It, and the other emotional moment uh, with uh, Janet Hubert and Will Smith seeing them bury the hatchet, that that really got to me, even though I wasn't even aware of any beef up until then. And, yeah, but for me, this is... a uh, because i haven't seen the show i can't give this any higher than a 9 out of 10. Oh. i feel like if i if i if i had i feel like if i had watched uh, the whole series or at least more like on the level that you guys did i would definitely give this a 10 out of 10.
1: Boo, watch the series already. I think it's still on Netflix. Boo, you have no excuse. Um,
0: actually...
2: <laughs>
1: it is uh, not on Netflix on internationally, H- bro. Get a VPN. You can, Boo. Um, I have you can a VPN. Watch it I can't on, find it.
0: You can watch it on HBO Max. All the seasons. C- HBO <laughs> Max, oh, really? okay. all all the seasons are going to be on uh, all the seasons are on HBO Max right now so after if you've never seen First Prince and want to watch the reunion and then go like man I want to watch the show that that they that everybody's crying about uh, then you can go and watch the show on HBO Max right there all six seasons yeah after
1: you're done after you're done you're the worst First Prince right. (laughs) that is it's on my list that is your regiment
0: (laughs) 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 So I don't think I've, I don't think I've even seen every single episode of the show. I don't think mm. I don't think I've even seen every single episode. So it'd be I I I probably would go back and rewatch all of it from beginning to end again, mm-hmm. um, just to see. Um, so yeah, um, very really really great reunion special. Really great. great. Um, all right, so moving on from discussing uh, Fresh Prince reunion special, going to discuss uh, Spider-Man, uh, Miles Morales, um, which is the ps4 ps5 video game uh not an xbox video game it's not for you xbox niggas (laughs)
3: um you don't (laughs) uh
0: you don't deserve spider-man um it's only for the good playstation boys (laughs) um so Mm -hmm. um in this uh game it is a sequel to the marvel spider-man game starring peter parker um this one you star as miles morales um who was also in the first game got his powers in the first game um and it's very much more of the same, in a way. Um, you know, a lot of going around the city. This time, it's in New York and Christmas. Uh, so it's you wearing a lot of Tims. Um, you know what I mean? He doesn't say dead ass. Very disappointed. No. Five out of ten.
1: Zero yeah, out of ten.
0: doesn't say that. That is... <laughs> very, 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 very disappointed. Doesn't say that. But he is wearing Tim. does pet a cat. So that, bo- that, boasts, that boosts up. A does story. pet a
2: bodega cat. There is an unlockable suit where you have the uh spider cat okay 10 out of 10 never mind (laughs) 15
1: (laughs) (laughs) nah you still get Uh, the points knocked off for not saying dead ass that's very inaccurate (laughs) to new york dialogue yeah very
0: very not very not new york accurate gotta knock points off for that that's
1: like that's like Uh, basing a game in philly and not saying jaunt like come on somebody's (laughs) got it um
0: one thing about the like the city you bring up the city. Um, it is I think it's similar to me how I felt about kind of Luke Cage uh, watching that Netflix series where very much the people in the city, the city itself kind of do feel like characters because they're very much I mean he's somebody that's from Harlem um, and there's a lot of characters that you'll run into doing side missions or things like that that will reappear in the story later on at points that do make you feel like it's, like, this community. Mm, um, mm. And these people that really do, you know, this this community and these people that really do support Spider-Man. And they say, like, well, he's our Spider-Man, you know what I mean? Like, he's he's our guy that that really, really does look out for us, you know, particularly. Um, and, you know, you really get a sense of that and a feel for that, like, watching something, you know, like, like you know, playing something like this and seeing those kind of different characters that you run into um, throughout the game. Um, I will say, you know, right off the bat, I, I will say the game looks absolutely gorgeous. Um, you know, I played it on the PS5s, um, really, really stunning graphics. Uh, Nick, how was it for you playing on the PS4, uh, graphically?
2: Uh, graphically, um, even the the original, uh, Spider-Man PS4 game, it's still one of the prettiest looking games out there, and I think, it, uh, this game looks just as good, if not better. Mm. I, I really uh, can't compare it to the PS5 because I haven't played it on there but this is absolutely gorgeous and something for uh, you guys they have the whenever Peter Parker does appear in this game he's not in it a whole lot but they have the updated face from the remastered version and even here it doesn't it doesn't look uh, as jarring.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, it yeah, like I said, I I mean, I've kinda just gotten used to it. I never had a big problem mm-hmm. to, for it to begin with. Um, I think it looks fine, you know, to me. I I'm kinda just indifferent to it. Um, like I said, the game looks absolutely really, really gorgeous. Um, there's less glitches in it. Um I mm-hmm. I think I don't think I had uh any glitches in it, really. Um last Spider Man game I had some kind of big glitches in it like when i was the final boss battle i just totally glitched out like my character just like wasn't even there like he was invisible uh um, <laughs> at certain points he would be like you know he, you know would like totally be just phased out and everything like that clipping in the walls things of that nature. yeah I, yeah i think i, I that. also I glitched
2: with the first time i played through the the original game on the final boss it was like i won but then i was like stuck inside the building
0: <laughs> yeah yeah like so i never i didn't have any like weird glitches like that um in this game at all um the swinging in this game best swinging i've ever experienced in any game
2: ever um yes this yeah the swinging tells you a lot about uh miles as a character because uh by this game's timeline he's only like had his powers for like maybe one year and he moves uh differently enough from Peter Parker like his movement isn't as clean as uh Peter's swinging is it's like he's doing a lot of flailing around he's uh doing a lot of like breakdancing moves while he's in the air like with the uh, air tricks
1: the prototypical yeah. swagger of a black teen
2: <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> Jesus Christ,
1: <laughs> calm down <laughs> Ben Shapiro <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> Yeah. The exaggerated swagger of a black team. Oh, that's what he said. It
1: exaggerated, just, not prototypical. Yeah. Same difference. Yeah,
0: exa- <laughs> It gave me it gave me goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. Damn bro. Holy shit. Why'd you bro, why'd you read that, bro? Why'd you write that and why'd you read that?
2: <laughs> <laughs> that yeah, yeah what like, the nobody
0: head? nobody in
2: the process of editing it said yeah maybe cut that out well i i think that was yeah. just
1: i think he's a one-man show the dude that uh we're referring to um no. uh, yeah because he he scripts his i'm pretty sure he scripted that he said it and then he had to look at it for the next 10 hours to edit it so i don't know how that no. slipped through in the
2: cracks <laughs>
0: Yeah, I I have no idea. Like I, that is just so goofy. Yeah. Marvel Spider Man Miles Morales. Like you could you could have just said so many other things other than that. Yeah. Yeah. It it, I I feel like it
2: would be more exaggerated if Miles were like um a meeker character, Mm -hmm. but that is the point. Miles is not Peter Parker. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Miles is like I feel like a more well adjusted kid. He's more social. He has a like a bigger circle of friends than Peter did pre-Spider uh, Powers mm-hmm. and yeah. um, like you, you can like see Miles is, Miles is into like uh, uh, fashion he's into like uh, uh, making beats. Mm. so yeah he's gonna have a little more swagger about it yeah and always <laughs> you know yeah, any wants, swagger that uh, he has it fits with his character uh, cause he's not uh, a nerd uh,
1: you know he's, he's, out, he, he, he's out here doing flips and stuff looking cool He's a nerd, uh,
2: but he's a cool nerd. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. He's like a, a mo- he's like a modern day nerd. Yeah.
0: So the the guy that did that review on GameSpot that said that uh, he locked his Twitter account. This <laughs> his <laughs> <laughs> tweets are protected. Yeah, he probably just ha. Right, <laughs> so many people roasting him. Bro. <laughs> he probably
1: got an invite to parlor that day.
0: <laughs> yeah. Where
1: well, you can say that uh-huh. anytime you want and you could criticize the game for not having cops. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um so uh like to, to to bring up the the swing in and like just how Miles Morales just feels like a different character than Peter Parker. You're right. I mean, he's not I mean, I do think they do a good job of like saying like he's just not the same character as Peter Parker. He's not the same Spider-Man as Peter Parker. And Yeah, because it, that
2: that was one of my uh, big fears of uh this game coming out that this would just be the ps4 game with the with a different skin Hmm. and it is very much not that miles has like his own way of moving he has his own power set that is so much fun to play with especially the 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 venom blasting and and the camouflage that's so much fun it's so satisfying using that to with the stealth gameplay Mm.
0: yeah um, yeah, like the the different variety of abilities, like the the electricity that he has, which is on like that and his invisibility, his two unique like Spider Man ability that he has akin to him. Um, him as a character, like you said, him being a guy that really you know, fashion, you know, uh music, like the opening of the game, you see him put on his headphones and you hear the music playing from his headphones. Um, you know, when he puts them on. It did, it did remind me a little bit of like, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, um, you know, how much he would kind of do things like that. Um, the mm-hmm. way he would be swinging, swinging, through the city, like you said, like he's trying to catch himself from falling, like somebody who's really just, their first kind of time doing it. I thought that was very good, like he's doing these flips in the air. Um, yeah, he I does,
2: thought, he, yeah, like uh, one of his main uh, park like when he dives off the building, he like uh, turns around and
0: like, places his hands
2: behind his head when he dives, very much like he
0: does in the spider verse movie yeah so i think it it has a lot of style um that you know they, they kind of got from something like that got from the, the spider verse movie um which i thought was a very nice touch um i mean if you're gonna
2: steal steal from the best stuff
0: yeah um and to get into some of the things um didn't like about it uh, bringing up like a really great story in Spider-Verse, which was very good. Loved it a lot. Really great introducing this Miles character. Um, this one, um, the story I thought was very much weaker uh, compared to the first game. Um, I thought the villains were very weak. Um, it's very much generic, evil businessman guy. I don't even remember his name. Uh, um, Simon
2: Krieger, he's uh, in charge of Roxxon. He's basically
0: evil Elon Musk. <laughs> So yeah. just Elon Musk. <laughs> I was about to say. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. He's also kind of barely really in the story all that much, and it's a mm-hmm. short game. Mm-hmm. Um. I think to complete everything, like if you want to do complete like all the side missions, collect all the stuff, I think they said that it's about twelve hours, correct? If you want to do like mm-hmm. every single yeah, thing. Yeah, compared... yeah. It's like maybe
2: twelve hours. It's it's a very short yeah. game. This is like something more akin to. No, excuse me. Like a Halo ODST, or like a Uncharted Lost Legacy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like, like like, long and en- it's like long enough and different enough that it's not just DLC. Right.
0: Yeah, which was people's big fear is like coming in this like, well, it's just, is it just going to be DLC? Is it going to be a full game? Because they announced it pretty quickly um, after the first one came out that they would do. Yeah, it's it was
2: like up. maybe. Uh, two years after the first game they, they announced this what back in may
0: yeah i think some something like that yeah and a lot of people kind of they said it'd be miles morales and they were like oh well is it going to be like dlc is it going to be like a full game like what were you going to do with it mm-hmm. um and a lot of people saying like oh you're just going to pay fifty dollars for you know basically just basically dlc um mm-hmm. and we'll, we'll get into that of whether like it's worth fifty dollars we'll say at the end final thoughts um, you know, if, if, if it's just DLC. Uh, but to continue on, you know, just discussing, like I said, you know, really weak villains, um, really generic, uh, not really even in it all that much uh, to care about. Um, I think the story itself, I think, it, there's not really as much, I don't think, emotional moments that, that uh, that's in it uh, compared to the first one, uh, which is I, a shame. I... I...
2: I think the emotional uh, moments, uh, uh, there really aren't any with uh, Krieger, the main villain, but uh, without getting into spoilers, the, a lot of the side villains in this, they have some of the more emotional moments in where that's where the emotional impact comes
0: in. I, for me, I, I, I thought that was a little tired um, mm. And maybe it's the way they did it, particularly...
2: Well, well because if anyone knows uh, Miles Morales, uh, you know, Uncle Aaron is eventually going to show up. Mm. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: But I I just thought... And I, I mean, I just thought that that was kind of a little bit tired. Some of the stuff they did with some of the side villains. Um, a character reveal that they didn't even really let you even kind of play with maybe who it would be. They just kind of reveal it right away. Like, oh, mm. this is the person... And I thought that was kind of, I'm like, oh, well, and that was kind of a shame. Like, what was the point of that? Um, hmm. But, uh, so I, I, I thought that was kind of one of the weaker elements of it. Um, getting to the, to the combat of it, um, I thought that there's not as much variety compared to the first one. Um, hmm. Because with the first you had so many of these weapons, so many of these different things you could do combo-wise, um, you know, like a web blast or like a web yeah, grenade. Like you had you
2: know, yeah, you had so many different gadgets and tools, which makes sense considering that Spider-Man had been at it for eight years. He's been doing it yeah. since he was 16, and now he's uh, 24. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miles is at this for a year, and this is like uh, Peter giving uh, Miles his first real super suit. Mm-hmm. So I don't think he'd be as forthcoming with some of his toys uh, until like he knows Miles is ready for it. Oh, uh, yeah. speaking of the suits, how are the suits? How many suits do they have? There's not it's not that there are, many. There, there really aren't that many. Not not compared to, like, uh, uh the yeah. PS4 game. But, again, Miles is, like, a more recent character, so yeah. He, yeah. he definitely doesn't have as many suits. Yeah, uh, so, I mean... One yeah, I'm, I'm kind of disappointed that we didn't get was, uh like uh, his original Into the Spider-Verse suit like the poorly fitting uh, <laughs> Spider-Man cheap costume with the Jordans on that would have been I'm kind of sad
0: we didn't get that one oh, yeah, that would have been a good one to add mm-hmm. yeah um, yeah there's not really that many suits I mean like I say you are comparing it to Peter Parker a character who's been around for what 40 plus decades as a character yeah 40
1: years years, not 40 decades
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah yeah 40 yeah 40 plus years yeah as a character um and i think that you know he's got all these different suits you can draw from that he's Mm -hmm. had throughout all these years like punk rock spider-man yeah, the, um, definitely all the like uh,
2: spider armors that you get. Uh, even yeah. just, like uh Andrew Garfield,
0: Tom Holland, uh, Tobey Maguire, all of their suits you could add in. Yeah, so I mean, you you got all these different suits. Like Miles Morales, relatively new character. He's not even how old is him as a character? Like what? Like, like eight years old as a character, Miles
2: Morales. I think so. I think he debuted in like 2010-ish mm-hmm. after like the Ultimate Universe killed Peter Parker mm,
0: yeah that sounds about right yeah yeah. so he's, he's still a relatively new kind of character um the suits look good um like you get the kind of uh like his first like upgrade suit um that you get like which is a standard kind of suit uh that looks really nice like the black and the red that looks really good together like i like those colors together
2: yeah those so, those colors really pop especially in this like a uh, winter environment
0: yeah those colors are really nice you get like a black lives matter suit <laughs> that you can wear uh which is which is looks really nice it's like black and yellow um that's pretty cool um you get, you get uh, uh,
2: like his brooklyn vision suit which reminds me a lot of like the promo with the uh, Tom Holland for Spider-Man Homecoming. Mm.
0: Yeah. Um, my favorite suit was the Spider-Verse suit, and then there's, like, the special ability with the suit where you can actually, like, make the game look like the Spider-Verse movie, mm. where when you punch people, Yeah, it, the... it's like
2: you uh, you can add filters where you punch people, you get the comic sound effects, and you can also, uh, like, put that movement filter on Miles, so he moves yeah. very much like he does in the movie. It's like... The world is, like, at, say, like, the world's at, like, 60 frames a second, and Miles is, like, 30 or 28.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I thought that was a really cool feature. Um, I mean, like, the suits, you know, like, like I said, there's not that many suits, so there's not all these, like, really cool different suit abilities, you know what I mean, that you can use, like, compared to the first one. So that's kind of a a, a downgrade compared to that um using like the venom punch with like his like this electric charge punch that he uses that's you know that's fine and then he uses another move where he can just like uh, you know kind of use a big burst and then one where he can kind of grab people and throw them uh, but you know when it comes to combat it's just not as you know varied as much as like as the first one was and then with a lot of the side missions Um, You know, it's a lot of stuff you did in the first one, you know, stopping criminals from stealing a car, stopping criminals from robbing a a jewelry store. Um, Finding them pigeons. Yeah, find pigeons. There's even a find pigeons in this one. Um, There's like one thing like you can like stop a helicopter from being hacked. Um, There's like that's one new thing there. Uh, But a lot of stuff is you will remember from the first game, a lot of these side missions and things like that. Um, the puzzles in this game, you know, there's only, like, a few puzzles. They're not really that challenging. Uh, not to say I want them to be all that challenging. It's just, like, okay, they're they're there. There's not They're not that big of a deal. They're fine. It's it's none of a thing, like, in the first game where you had those, like, those different, like, kind of blocks. You had to kind of line up and all that other stuff like mm. that. Like, that kind of was annoying um, doing those in the first game. There's none of that in this game. Uh, which is which is fine. There's no sneaking missions like when you play like Mary Jane, uh, Thank which annoyed God. me in that. Yeah, there's Thank none God. of that. And yeah, there's none of that there. Um, which I which makes me think like a lot of that stuff kind of just padded the time out. You mm. know what I mean with that Spider-Man game doing stuff like that. That kind of padded the time out. Um, mm. So there's is this nothing like that in here. Um, and, and I, I will. I, I will say, like, it, it being 12 hours, like, if you do everything... I mean, it's still an enjoyable experience. Um, uh, just want to give my final thoughts here. It's an enjoyable experience of a game still. Like, it's still, hey, you're Spider-Man. I mean, that's that's cool. I mean, you know what I mean? And, and you know, you swinging around the city... I still get a huge rush just swinging around the city. Like, I don't know why would anybody would ever fast travel.
3: Because,
0: mm. like, it is just so much fun just swinging. I mean, it's just so much fun. Um, and still beating up criminals, even if it is, you know, kind of this the similar kind of wave of enemies, wave of criminals. Um, you know, you got kind of the same variety of types. You know, it's not that much, you know, different types that you fought in the in the, in the first game. Um, and I had it on the hardest difficulty. Um... In the, even though I'm hard of difficulty, the um, game is not really that challenging. Um, mm. But still, I, I still think it is an enjoyable game to play. Um, and a game you still will have fun with just being Spider Man. Just, you know, uh, you know, having fun uh, being that character. Um, and overall, I would still give it a probably 7.5 to an 8 out of 10. Um, mm. If you know, it being at $50, do I think it's worth that price point? Maybe if it was the same price as, like, when Uncharted Lost Legacy came out, which is, like, what this is more akin to, like Nick said, um, which, if anybody didn't know, Uncharted Lost Legacy was basically, like, the spinoff game they did off of the, the main Uncharted series with Nathan Drake, and it was with Chloe and Nadine, um, and I, I bought that game, I played I thought it was really nice, it, it was like, hey, if you like Uncharted, this is just kind of more uncharted you know what i mean this is kind of a little bit more material than just to put just to have it on dlc so we'll just come out with the full game and just make it forty dollars um which is i think maybe just was the same thing here it's like well we got the map for the city of new york you know Miles Morales is a huge character that's blowing up right now thanks to the spider-verse movie many people want him in the mcu right now why not let's just make a whole video game about him hmm. um and i do think you know, it it, it is more than just DLC, it's not just slapping a skin on, you know, Peter Parker and then saying this is Miles Morales, I do think he feels like his own character, you know, Genki is really good in it, um, you know, who's best friend from the comics, um, he's in this, um, his mother is is very good in this, um, his character, uh, Vanessa was one of his best friends, you know, she's, she's a fine character in it, um, I just think story-wise, things just don't, you know it's just not all that interesting um when you're singing swinging throughout the city uh jay jonah jameson um you still hear his his radio but now to combat that like there's like a podcast Hmm. uh where it's like this um like small podcast and then you hear kind of their they even have like their uh debate even like she says mm-hmm. like oh well J. Jonah Jameson I'm going to challenge him to a debate you know huh. what I mean so she's kind of you know like this, this up and coming podcast and things like that to, to basically that is very very pro the Spider-Man and very like he does great for the city mm. and things like that so that that's kind of cool to listen to while you're swinging throughout the city something that, you know different variety there than just, just listening to J. Jonah Jameson <laughs> um and his radio show um, so um, it being fifty dollars, like if you knocked it back to like forty bucks, I think that'd be a perfect price point to price mm. this game and to get it. Um fifty, uh, I don't know. Um but I still think it is a very enjoyable experience and I give it a seven and a half out of eight. Nick. Uh,
2: I agree with you, uh this is like this is a very enjoyable experience. I do agree that the story in this isn't as strong as it is in the first game. Like, you spend a lot of time with uh, Dr. Octavius in the original PS4 Spider-Man before he turns into Doc Ock. And that story uh, is especially heartbreaking, especially uh, all the emotional stakes that come with that game. And there's nothing on that level uh, in this one. Mm. But uh, as far as the gameplay goes, this gameplay is amazing. Miles is is moves differently he has a different uh power set that you get to play with which is really satisfying and much like uh um yeah much like on lost legacy like you mentioned this is this is kind of it's not small enough to be dlc but it's also not big enough to be its own 50 dollars game i think on ps4 it was like uh 40 but even that I think is a little steep for like how little content there is. Mm. But I still had so much fun playing this game, so I give this a 7.5 out of 10. It's, it's definitely one of the most fun games I've had this year, but there isn't enough to justify getting it any higher. And there are seeds that are being laid for potentially where they're going for uh, Spider-Man 2, the next game. Mm.
0: Um. Yeah. yeah. Good point. Um. All right. So moving on from discussing Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales, we're going to discuss the video game awards nominations. Just came out. Uh, do you all want to go for just the main ones, like the the main big ones? I'm. Like,
1: yeah, cause I don't. I I I, yeah. I feel like I haven't played enough on the on the list of titles to really give too much of an opinion, except for final fantasy 7 better win best soundtrack i don't care what anybody says the soundtrack is fire nothing but bops uh but i'm playing hades right now which also is great too um but that's about it Uh,
2: (laughs) so yeah i i kind of don't think i play enough video games to to really talk about all the nominees like even on the game of the year uh even the game of the year nominees i think i've only played uh Hold up, let me see the list right here. Uh, I think I've only really played uh, uh, Last of Us 2 and Ghost of Tsushima. Those are, like, really the only two games on this list that I've played.
0: Hmm.
2: Hmm. Okay.
0: Um, so, just to go through the game of the year, um, it's Animal Crossing's New Horizon, Doom Eternal, hmm. Fantasy, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, Last of Us Part II. Um Even though, like... Like, I, and like I'm with you guys that haven't played a lot of games uh, this year um, i played a little bit of like each of these games like Last of Us Part 2 Ghost of Tsushima Final Fantasy 7 Doom Eternal i played just like a little bit of the, each of those games I haven't beaten those games yet out of that list and kind of best guess and what you've heard just you know like news wise on the internet what do you think like if you had to place money on it what do you think is winning game of the year
1: I hope I hope it's either uh Ghost of Tsushima Hades, or Final Fantasy 7 remake. Um out of the out of the list um I mean I haven't played Doom Eternal yet, but from what I've seen it looks phenomenal. But um out of the list I feel like I definitely enjoyed Final Fantasy 7 remake the most, but I'm a JRPG head, so you know, that's that's just my lane. Um but I wouldn't be mad if they gave it to Ghosts, and I definitely wouldn't be mad if they gave it to Hades, because that's an indie uh, game that you can get for, like, $24 on the Switch or uh, Steam. So,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. I, oh, I can get it on the Switch. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. Finally the reason to pick up my Switch. Really.
1: <laughs> I mean, and if they gave it to Animal Crossing, I wouldn't be mad either, because that was just, like, a big... Like pick me up like when COVID originally started <laughs> you know like I feel like everybody was playing that at some point so like I, if they gave it game of the year not from a technical standpoint but for but for like a moment because it did capture our hearts I wouldn't yeah. be mad yeah.
0: and AOC's on Animal Crossing
1: yeah yeah AOC's <laughs> on Animal Crossing <laughs>
0: did you visit her island on there no <laughs> uh all right,
1: yeah. i don't think i got invited <laughs> to be honest with you <laughs>
0: Damn, you gotta make yourself more known man that is you gotta blow up man
1: yeah i guess so i guess so uh
0: nick what about you if you had to p- place money when you got game of the year
2: um just as far as like uh technical aspects with story with uh Uh, gameplay if i had to pick one game from the list uh the one that stands out the most is uh ghost of tsushima because i feel like uh that game it kind of like really captured everyone's uh attention with just how gorgeous the game was how uh how uh amazing the combat in that um and especially with the newest update where you added multiplayer into it yeah i feel like that's gotten the game more attention
1: yeah the multiplayer is fire
2: yeah, it, really?
1: is, it is so much goddamn fun. Oh, okay. We gotta hop on one day. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um
0: yeah. Okay. Um yeah, I if I had to take a guess, I would go with it's gonna be Ghost of Tsushima. If I had to put money on it hmm. Um I, that's the one I would put money on. No that or Final Fantasy Seven remake. No Yeah, I don't, now, yeah, I don't think
2: it yeah, I don't think it's uh I don't think it's gonna be Last of Us Two because of all the controversy with the storytelling. I don't think it's doom eternal because mm. that kind of fell out of the gaming zeitgeist after a month after it released.
1: Now, don't oh, be surprised. Sure. Naughty Dog still got a lot of money. <laughs> yeah.
0: And Last of Us 2 is the most nominated game here.
1: Yeah. 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 Could be an Oscar situation. So it's si- walking could be an Oscar situation I think, I... where if they got enough nominations (laughs) they're going to win
2: (laughs) (laughs) well well I think it is like it like it has got like double dipped with the best performance which I think is actually really deserved
1: yeah
0: that's fair um alright um to check Chase's category of scoring music here so you got Doom Eternal Mm -hmm. Final Fantasy 7 Hades Ori and the Wheel of the Wisps and last of us part 2 Doom Eternal's got a good soundtrack Dude, got a good Final Fantasy Seven's got a good score, at me.
1: Yeah, nah, no, give it um, to Final Fantasy Seven, mm, mm. mainly because ain't ain't nothing topping one winged angel dog, ain't nothing. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> there is no <laughs> there is, there was no better boss fight in my opinion <laughs> than that fight. Mm. So, mm.
0: okay. Yeah. Um, let's see what else we got here. We got best mobile game we got Among Us that's probably gonna win Call oh, of yeah. Duty yeah. Mobile yeah uh, Pokemon Cafe Mix what the hell is that I've never heard of that before
1: that's an L that's <laughs> what it sounds like
0: <laughs> I've never yeah I've never even heard of that one yeah Pokemon Cafe Mix I haven't even heard of that um let's see what else we have here an action adventure game we have Assassin's Creed Valhalla didn't that game just come out yeah yeah it did
2: <laughs> I feel like that's kind of a, a gimme nomination for the VGAs yeah Ubisoft
0: okay uh, Ghost of Tsushima uh, hmm. Spider-Man Miles Morales uh, Ori and, and Will of the Wisps Star Wars Fallen Order Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order Last of Us Part 2 hmm. hmm I think maybe I don't know maybe Fallen Order maybe
2: I, I think it's either Fallen Order or uh, Ghost of
0: Tsushima yeah
2: Fallen Order was yeah. Fallen Order is pretty
0: good. It was it was a little buggy. That game was,
2: it was a little buggy, but it's also like definitely the best Star Wars game out right now, especially considering the last two that came out were uh, the Battlefront games, which are a shell of what they were in the previous console generation.
0: Hmm. Um. Hmm. See, you also have most anticipated game: Elden Ring, Halo, Inf- Halo Infinite, Horizon Forbidden West, God of War sequel, Resident Evil Village, The Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild sequel.
1: Cyberpunk. <laughs> cyberpunk how won is cyber
0: that. Punk,
2: first how Cyberpunk? Yeah, it's it's gonna be Cyberpunk. I mean, come on.
0: Yeah. It's not nominated for most anticipated. How the fuck? It's not. Nominated. How the fuck?
1: The trailer yesterday blew up Twitter and damn near broke it. <laughs>
2: yeah, so Every time I, I, I think I think maybe because it's been delayed so many times mm. people have just kind of given yeah. up. No, nah, I, I, I doubt that. I I I keep
1: saying that I gave up on it, but as soon as I saw that trailer yesterday, I was just like, "All right, I'm back on board." I can't wait to create my hmm. character. <laughs> um,
0: the form of I already pre-ordered actually...
3: too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh wow so you already hooked oh, keep already. waiting bitch <laughs> yeah uh Are you... performance we got Ashley Johnson who played Ellie Last of Us Part 2 Laura Bailey who played Abby Last of Us Part 2 uh Daisuke uh Tishu
2: uh, dais- Daisuke Suji as uh Jin from Ghost of Tsushima
0: yeah uh Logan uh Cunningham Hades um we have uh nadji determine who played miles morales hmm. Hmm. so probably one of the people who, put, who were in last of us yeah. probably ellie ellie Ashley johnson ellie
2: yeah i think out of out of that entire category i think either of the either of the uh women from the last of us 2 could get it because i feel like they have the biggest character uh arc and performance out of everybody yeah yeah like as much part. as I as much as I like a, a Suji as a Jin Sakai he he was kind of uh, constantly that stoic uh, uh, lost samurai. Yeah, yeah.
1: None of the other right characters, the or at least from what it sounds like from Miles and from what I have played of Hades and from Jin, there's not nearly as much range to them.
3: Hmm.
1: Odds are, it's probably
0: gonna be one of them from the Last of Us. Um. Yeah, I think that's all the real big categories, pretty much. Man. See, uh,
2: did we talk about a uh, best ongoing? You had a uh, uh, Apex Legends, uh, Call of Duty Warzone, Destiny Two, Fortnite, and No Man's Sky.
1: No Man's Sky that still exists.
2: <laughs> Apparently.
1: Why wasn't Final Fantasy XIV on there? Because that that shit blew up. Just like the over I mean, summer. I think it's like.
2: Like, ongoing, uh, like, multiplayer, I guess? Yeah,
1: no, that, that's what it is. It's, a, it's a MMO.
2: Oh, the fuck, uh, uh,
1: VGAs? Yeah. Why is No Man's Sky on so, there? <laughs> Who plays that? So, do you, you... Whoever plays uh, No
0: Man's Sky. I think that
2: got, <laughs> I mean, I think that got nominated for the same reason that the King's Speech won Best Picture.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs> Do they even so still have thinking? money? I feel like that game no, was man. like
1: a total like flop and waste of investment. How do they have the money to to pay for the VGA? <laughs> they
0: were nominated, man, by a particular committee. I
1: see, I see. Yeah. They paid them well. Uh,
0: so what do you who do you think is winning? Call of Duty.
1: Probably. Probably. Uh. Probably Warzone. Either Fortnite. Warzone or or a fork, fork knife. Fortnite. Fortnite. <laughs>
0: Fortnite, yeah Fortnite. Yeah, i mean yeah if if they win if Fortnite wins is travis scott going to accept the award <laughs> i hope giant
2: travis scott shows up
1: at the vga if that happens i wouldn't even be mad in the cockroach
2: suit no he's got to show up in the in the cockroach costume <laughs>
1: <laughs> i wouldn't even be mad at it man they probably will give him a performance too because he's had because he's making moves he uh did something with Sony, right? He has like he's like yeah. He released it yeah. like
2: uh, special edition uh, dunks.
1: Yeah, so he might even be at be at the award show for the performance. <laughs> I... Mm. That show is always cringy, dude. I I I can't watch it. <laughs> Motherfucker, all award shows are cringy. No, but the VGAs is a special kind of cringe because it's like all like like the high school nerds that grew up and like. <laughs> they're so bad
0: dude um so uh content creator of the year the only person I know from this is Alana Pierce and I like her so I just hope she wins I like her she's cool
1: yeah she's cool um the only other person she, she just... the only other person I know of is uh, Valkyrie but that's only because um I've been watching like Among Us every now and then cause it's just interesting to oh. see people interact playing that game <laughs> Oh okay, Valkyrie. Oh okay. But, yeah, I I don't really care. Oh she does like
0: Twitch, she does like Twitch or something.
1: No, she does YouTube.
0: Oh YouTube. Yeah. And you and you just watch her on YouTube.
1: Yeah, pretty much. I don't give her any bits if that's what you're wondering. (laughs) She ain't getting none of my money. I tell you that much. (laughs) I'm surprised you still got money. Be honest with you.
0: I, I, listen, I don't give her bits every time she streams. I said I give her bits like once.
1: We got to get out of here right. <laughs> before <laughs> before we get back into that stupid debate. <laughs> yep, yep,
0: yep. Uh, so let's move on from discussing the VGAs. I'm uh, going to discuss Wonder Woman. Um, uh, it's been announced. Uh, Wonder Woman is going to HBO Max and theaters December 25th. Um, they finally decided what to do with it. Um, A lot of people saying this is the best option for Wonder Woman, given the conditions, obviously the pandemic, Um, you know, you couldn't keep delaying it, I mean, because next year is going to be a crowded year, uh, with all of these other blockbusters coming out. Yeah,
2: next year is already going to be a crowded year, as is, especially with all of the delays that the pandemic has caused, and there's no sign that the pandemic is going to end anytime soon, even with the vaccine. So, I feel like this is kind of the best of both worlds for uh, Warner Brothers, especially considering how we saw how
0: badly Mulan flopped. And they're going to charge no fee. so it's not going to be like what Disney did with Mulan. They're going to charge 30 bucks for you to watch Wonder Woman at home on HBO Max. They're just going to drop it there um, on it. Um, and... I don't know how much money they're expecting to make from this. Obviously, they, I mean, I don't think they're going to make their money back or even double that, as much money as they put into Wonder Woman. It's going to be hard to see how they make their money back from that investment. Hmm. Um, uh, let me see what the budget was on this film. Uh, I want to know um, if I can find it. So, the budget on this was $200 million. Hmm. Um, so, in order to make a profit, they would have to do $400 million.
2: Well, um, I feel well. That's normally under normal circumstances, given how much a uh, marketing promotion you do. But if something is dropping online, I feel like you're you're not gonna do as much because I feel like a lot of that goes into like uh, making toys, uh, making merchandise with like special edition like cups and shit you buy at like eleven. Like whenever a big movie comes out, I feel like that takes yeah. up a big chunk of the marketing budget, and I feel like that's not going to be as big of an issue, considering this is going straight to uh, theaters, also and HBO Max. I feel like they're kind of taking the balanced approach, like uh, uh, like we saw two examples just this summer of both going horribly wrong, at least domestically. We saw how Mulan that kind of uh, that kind of like came. There was a huge backlash, not just because, well, the movie was the ass anyway, but <laughs> uh, yeah. because of how much they were charging for it. Mm-hmm. And you also saw with Tenet how that movie bombed uh, domestically by just yeah. only going to theaters. Yeah. And I feel like this is kind of Warner Brothers having their take and eating it too. Yeah. 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 Um, and I feel like I feel like they're gonna get a lot of uh, public goodwill. Uh, uh, because of this move,
0: yeah, because they're not charging people for like, hey, pay for the streaming service and pay for the movie as well. Yeah, they're um, not charging
2: double because HBO Max is already one of the pricier uh, streaming options. It's like twelve ninety nine a month. Fifteen. Fifteen. 15, fifteen. Yeah, fifteen a month, and yeah. and to add like another paywall behind that would just be ridiculous, and you would get a yeah. uh, subscription canceled immediately. But, uh, one, HBO Max, uh, they always need, uh, new content to draw on subscribers. Like, they have a lot of stuff, um, uh, they have, they have a lot of, like, uh, DC stuff that has been coming over from other streaming service. They have a lot of original content that they're putting out, but I think this is the highest profile thing that's coming there until, like, the Snyder Cut. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um... And I'm reading this Variety article, um, and it's mentioning how, so you saw, like, when Hamilton premiered on Disney+, Plus, how much of that was, like, a huge hit for them on their show. Yeah, be- yeah,
2: because, uh, Hamilton, that was, like, uh, that was a pop culture zeitgeist thing before anybody, before, like, the common person saw it. Even when it was still on Broadway at, like, 3000 a ticket, everyone was talking about, oh my god, you gotta see this show, it's amazing, uh yeah but it's like three thousand dollars ticket i'll just wait for like the movie for it mm-hmm.
0: yeah so maybe they're thinking like they they say like you can maybe compare it to maybe possibly this will be the, that big hit for hbo max like how hamilton mm. was for disney plus possibly
3: mm.
0: like this is gonna garner like this huge buzz and everybody talking about it and tons of people gonna be maybe signing up for hbo max or mm. trying to stream it that way um, instead of just downloading it illegally. Um, yeah,
2: well, Yeah. I think, I think that's the way to get it to the most people considering the pandemic yeah. because I feel like that was, that was an issue with like Tenet's release mm-hmm. or with Mulan because you were putting it behind a paywall or you were putting it in theaters when it's not safe to go right now. You're like restricting people from seeing it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the real like uh, profit you get as a movie studio is people talking about your movie yep yeah yeah that's where the real buzz comes from that's how you get like repeat uh repeat viewings maybe on hbo max you get people in theaters you get people talking about it that's how like avengers endgame was like number one for two months straight yeah (laughs) um it says
1: Oh, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, I I don't know if we'll ever have another movie like that ever again, unfortunately, with the way things are going. But <laughs> I do think that Wonder Woman will be the sort of catalyst for an influx of people to get HBO Max. And, you know, maybe they'll keep a few uh, yeah. million of those subscribers coming because yeah. they do have a lot of pretty decent content. I'm not going to
2: lie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. The HBO Max, it was kind of like one of the better uh, streaming options when it first uh, when it first rolled out. Uh, not just because of all the like HBO originals that were on there, but also the Max originals that have come out and the library that's there right now. Yeah. And the library that's like constantly expanding.
1: And if you're coming for Wonder yeah. Woman, you're you know, I'm assuming you're already sort of a DC fan. So. Mm. And
2: you have pretty much their entire library there already yeah
0: yeah because basically what was the dc universe streaming service that they had they basically rolled it into hbo max i think the main thing they keep on dc universe streaming service now is just like the comic books yeah just like the, the yeah world. yeah
2: dc universe is comics only now and yeah. all of the originals have moved over to hbo max starting the first of this month actually yeah
0: Mm-hmm. um it says here uh via the variety article that overseas uh hbo max is not available um mm. so that that might that might hurt him a lot uh, it's not available overseas uh, mm-hmm.
2: it's not available overseas but there are like other options with the the licensing issues like uh there's other channels where the hbo max originals are available here in japan on Prime, a lot of them are available with a basic subscription. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. I think their biggest problem was that they have like three or four different HBO apps. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> HBO Go,
0: yeah. HBO Now, HBO Max. Yeah, they got, yeah, they got like, like three. Yeah, that's
2: definitely their biggest problem as far as the the US goes. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um. And so with this. This is kind of would you say the first big blockbuster domino that has failed as far as going to streaming service or would you count Milan as like being like the first big blockbuster? No, nah, this
1: is the first. Fuck Milan.
0: This is <laughs> Yeah,
2: this is the first. Yeah, this is very much the first because yeah. this is though I feel like this is gonna be the one that sets the precedent for these big two hundred million dollar blockbusters coming to uh streaming.
1: Yeah. Because odds are we're gonna be living with what's going on for the next year or so. So, if those if those bigger movies end up coming out, like say, calling Black Widow a bigger movie than this is kind of funny, but (laughs) but uh, but you know it kind of sets the president's right. Like this could work. Just don't put a thirty dollar paywall, and you might make your money back.
2: yeah and set the precedence for like yeah you can drop these uh, gigantic movies on streaming uh, not put a $30 fucking paywall <laughs> behind it and still make a profit hopefully yeah. and you also have uh, theaters yep.
0: yeah yeah um, I mean it's going to be see, seeing what's going to happen with theaters because you hear a lot of them you know, going bankrupt a lot of them failing depends what's gonna happen to them are they even gonna make it to next year theaters or studios gonna have to buy them out how would you feel if you know studios did buy out theaters
1: i'd rather not be honest with you i'd rather
0: not i feel like
2: that's dangerously close to uh becoming a monopoly yeah that
1: they had to never good yeah they had to uh that used to be the case way back in the day and i remember that there Mm -hmm. was like a similar uh monopoly Sort of legal case that was uh, resolved to make sure that uh, studios can't buy
0: theaters like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, unless you, I mean, unless they get maybe a bailout, uh, which I know like some theater chains asked for, mm-hmm. um, directors, uh, they wrote like a letter, I think, to the government, uh, like Taiko Waititi, mm-hmm. um, a bunch of other big directors wrote a letter and said, like, hey, you know, bail out the. The theaters, they need help, and I'm and you know stuff like that. And I'm like, hey man, you know, you busy writing these letters to this government about these theaters, man. Fuck them theaters. How about you <laughs> write the letters to government about people? People need money. Yeah. Fuck them. Fuck them theaters. <laughs> you know, and I I I love the theaters. Don't get me wrong. You know what I mean. I love going to the theaters, and I you know, I've I've had a lot of bad experiences going to Sure. You know what I mean. And sitting at home and watching it, um, you know a lot of people. You know, if you have your nice You'll set up at home big tv you know nice chair yeah. that you can recline in and sit back in and watch you don't have to worry about other people you know talking or anything like that but yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe it is cool you want to sit at home and watch it but if you do want to go out and enjoy theater that's fine too you know but
1: I, it, I think there are certain not movies the main that priority. hit better in theaters like uh yeah like not even Avatar. just the, not not even just like the blockbusters like Avatar or Endgame or Infinity War. I'm talking like even like movies. I'd say like Midsummer, uh, Parasite. Those yeah,
2: mo- yeah, Mid. Yeah, Midsummer, Parasite. I feel like would hit differently in theaters. Yeah. Even stuff as stuff as recently as like Love and Monsters. I feel like like mm. that would be a very fun uh, experience to go to a theater to see.
1: Yeah, mm. and like get out,
2: get out. Part
1: of the reason why I love that movie yeah, so get much is the get theater out. experience.
2: <laughs> yeah, get out works is an amazing theater experience, especially yeah. with uh, uh, a
0: black audience.
1: <laughs> yes,
2: <laughs> or yeah. a black or a horror savvy audience.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: See it in in Black
1: I mean, even in I like <laughs> a hook theater,
0: that shit is funny, dude. Yeah, <laughs> like um, yeah. I, I mean, so. So it, it depends on what, what's going to happen in theaters, because you know these big blockbuster movies—they were the things that were keeping the theaters afloat. You know, mm-hmm. like that's what people went to go see. Um, so I, I wonder if they're—you know—what's going to be the status of them go, coming in next year. They got to drop—they got to drop those STEMI checks. Mm, the just, yeah. the <laughs> bail them out. Uh, but they were—I mean, like AMC—they were already in debt even before the pandemic. <laughs> they said they were already they were already in like ten million like ten million dollars debt already. Which I don't know how you're in that much debt. I don't know you know what I mean, you buying too much Starbucks coffee or what, I don't know, what the hell you doing. Maybe you just overexpand it, maybe you put too many in too many locations and none of them are, you know, getting the money you think they would well, put in in different locations, but
1: So with theaters, right, they make most of their money off of food.
0: Concession. Yeah. Yeah. And
1: uh you know like all like the the ticket stuff that they don't really make too much off of um, mm, right so i don't know i mean i'm part of the problem because i bring my own snacks so
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> see i i buy snacks at the movie theater yeah you know because sometimes i forget to just sneak them in there mm. and i'm just like okay screw it i'll pay for a, a ten dollar hot dog fuck it
2: okay. yeah i used to have like the the mc uh stub day when i was living stateside so mm. so i would pretty much uh only spend on like concessions and stuff i would get like popcorn and a
0: beer
1: i'm not a good person i brought uh two beers with me uh ah. in <laughs> my pockets and i just remember when we were walking in we were walking in to go see uh dragon ball z the broly movie which also again <laughs> one of those movies that hits different in the theaters um
0: <laughs> what a fucking weed uh, oh my god I saw a goddamn Dragon Ball Z Broly drinking beers and then oh my god
1: dude you're the loser for sipping over uh, e-girls anyway um <laughs> so I go in I have like this uh I have my two beers prominently sticking out in my in my jacket pockets um uh, but I'm hmm. like sort of like covering them with like my uh with my hands and like thank god that the usher and the security guard were both like weebs they were they were just like down with it they were just cool with it they they, they didn't even like check it they were just like they just gave me the head nod and then just let me through yeah <laughs> they knew it was up good times
2: sure sure, dude i used to like have like uh one of those uh over the shoulder like big bags mm. which here in japan they're really common Can't. i would like sneak <laughs> I would, like, sneak beer and, like, fucking Carl's Jr. into a theater. Yo, before, you know,
1: the unfortunate events at, uh, when the Dark Knight, uh, Rising was, uh, Mm. no. What was the third Dark Knight movie? I can't remember it right now. Yeah, Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Dark Knight Rises. Before that, that, I remember there was this one dude that brought in, like, one of those big duffel bags, like you were talking about, and he had, like, a Mm. full Chinese meal. (laughs) like a
2: succulent chinese meal
1: yes he just had like all (laughs) he just had like he was just like he had um he had like the lo mein like he had like rice and he had these chopsticks he was just going in and we're all just like looking at him with envy just like wow he really had the balls to do that (laughs) (laughs) but yeah no i don't think you can get away with that in america nowadays though no, definitely not <laughs> nowadays.
0: Um, so I will review this when it comes out. Uh, what day is December twenty fifth? Uh, Christmas. Christmas. Yeah, I'm saying what day does it fall? Uh, oh. Uh, uh. Yeah, Friday. That falls fall. on a Friday.
2: So it, yeah, yeah, we'd be able right. to review like the day after it drops. Okay.
0: Yep. yeah, they have to drop great. So, yeah, we'll view it then. Sweet. Uh yeah. So everything like that. all right Merry
1: Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Merry
0: uh nice Christmas gift. Yeah, bro, a nice Christmas, yeah. Dropping one to one. Um, alright, so we'll get out of here, people. Um hey, people, you all know what to do. Um uh, do that good stuff, you know, like, subscribe, mm. thumbs up. Um, you know, give comments, concerns, constructive criticisms, let us know what we did right, let us know what we did wrong. Uh, if you want to chat with us, um, you can always email us, email us at tune at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at twitter.com uh, slash theafternoontune. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook at Facebook page, facebook.com slash theafternoontune. Also on Instagram, Instagram uh, at theafternoontune. Uh, Chase, where people can find you.
1: You can find me at Mr. Chase Mac at uh, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, I'm actually now streaming on Twitch. Um, not really true. Streaming on Twitch. Not, I don't have a schedule or anything, but it's more so just like a sporadic hobby that whenever <laughs> I sort of, you know, whenever I feel like playing right. games and talking to people, I'll be on there. All right,
0: people, make sure you do not give him bits. Yeah. Do not give him bits. Do not. I don't need do your that. money. Yeah, don't don't
1: don't simp for chase, people. Yeah, you could simp for better things and better people. <laughs> but where can they I'll find you,
2: Nick? Twitch. All right, uh, you can find me on Facebook, uh, Nick Taylor, or Twitter and Instagram at Night and Day Nick.
0: Great. Um, all right, so to all you guys that listen, whenever you're listening, this, hope you are having a great time. And don't forget to always stay tuned.